right, welcome back, everybody. This is going long on first, coming at you on free agent frenzy week. Wish I would have had a, a better name for that, but that's all right. <laughs> um, a lot of moves have been made so far. We're coming at you on Tuesday, technically the day before the official league year starts. But of course, yesterday, Monday was hampering day, as they like to call it now. And a lot of moves have already been made. And I'm sure as you're listening to this or in the next coming days, as this comes out, some more moves will be made. But we're here to talk mainly today about the moves that have already been made, some questionable ones out there, of course, some big some big impact players have been signed, some surprises, some not so surprises based on what we've heard. But so a lot time of news, out. It's, it's been just all New England. Just about. It's what it seems like. Bill, Bill Belichick, Belichick is, uh, and his little puppy playing at the computer, you know? He, he's cashing in his, his stim checks for all these players. <laughs> yeah, he, he really is, Seth. He really is. So, but yes, uh, Patriots, obviously – as everybody knows by now, I'm sure, have been making a plethora of moves. Some questionable in my mind, but we'll get there later. But a lot of moves regardless, and just seems like every couple hours, New England is trying to get somebody else. And I've read, at least as of now, Chris Carson, who is not signed, but is being sought after by New England, but also another running New back. England. Leonard Fournette is also being eyed by New England, apparently, so. They are going I, after anybody and everybody, it seems like. They are. I bet I bet Fournette ends back up in uh Tampa. I, I just the, the thing is I, I read to what you were saying there, Seth. I read that um James James White is being looked at by Tampa. So could just be kind of a switcheroo there. I can't believe that out of all these, like I mean, a lot of the whole the whole Patriots surge here has been surprising, but they signed not only John and Smith, but also Hunter Henry for both going top for, six tight ends. In the yeah, but league. they're going for the Gronk Fernandez thing, yeah, right? They, it working. They don't say that name. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Uh, they really oh. help. I mean, if they if if this is what they think uh, Cam is going to succeed with, which I guess is a good way to think about it. Hey, um, it's crazy, crazy deals, but I guess I like it. I. You know, I've really questioned when Cam re-signed with New England. Um, not anymore. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm not, like, sold on it, but I'm more sold on it than before, if that makes sense. I mean, they're definitely surrounding him with a lot of weapons now. I mean, they're not gonna, there's not going to be the question marks like last year of, oh, well, he's got nobody to throw to. He's thrown to Damian Bird or whatever his name is and a bunch of nobodies. I mean, they rattled off. They signed Aguilar. They signed Kendrick Bourne. They signed Jonu Smith, Hunter Henry. That's four weapons right there immediately, and they're still going after running backs. And they drafted two tight ends last year. So they got like 16 tight ends on this roster currently. Yeah, but only two of them matter, Seth. Let's be real. That's true. They're, they're, they're running it back. The only thing about running it back is if they go with Leonard Fournette, then they're going with the downhill with the 12 personnel with the tight ends. And I mean, you gotta think they're gonna go heavy Nelson and Bo- uh, Bourne, right? Yep. Yeah, Andrew Bourne. They're gonna they're gonna be going heavy those two in the two tight ends. Hunter Henry, I mean, he he falls right into that Gronk mold. I mean, he can block. He's a big inline tight end. And then Janu is like that's literally the Aaron Hernandez role. You know, big athletic dude that can do a little bit of all of it as well. So you gotta think they're going. This this sells me that they're all in on Cam. I assume they're gonna try to get something in the draft. 
as far as like a insurance policy. Now, if it's the dude out of Florida and uh, is it Trask? Yep. Trask. Yes. If they take him second round, I mean, that's a little early. Um, I would assume Cam, unlike Carson Wentz, could handle a quarterback being drafted in the second round and not, you know, shake him out of his boots. But uh, <laughs> subtle, subtle shot there. But um, Ricochet I shot. Think this, this bet- between the, the $14 million contract and then now everything that they're doing to surround Cam with, I think they're all in on him. I mean, that's, that's what this is kind of screaming. It really is. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's no doubt about it now. I mean, like you just said, they still should probably get something for the future because Cam isn't going to be around for best case scenario, two to three years, probably. I mean, if his body holds up, that's kind of the issue. Um, But yeah, but going back to these two tight ends, um, Hunter Henry has got a lot of potential and he's, he's made some, he's made some plays and, San Diego. His issue's always been injuries, hasn't it? Exactly. Yeah, He's that's what I was going to get to. Injuries have been his biggest thing, and that's probably why L.A. didn't hold on to him and let him go because of that. But he's definitely got all the makings of a superstar <clears throat> tight end. This I want to pause you. I want to pause you. Do you remember what Hunter Henry said when he first hit free agency and they didn't resign him? No. He wants to go to an organization with a top-tier quarterback. Well, and everybody thought it was a shot uh, slap in the face to the Chargers and their quarterback situation. Don't you think he's actually going to a worse quarterback situation? Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. I think yeah. he would agree. I would think he would agree too. So it makes you wonder that similar to – I mean, not to compare two completely different positions and parts of their careers, but it's similar to the J.J. Watt thing where one thing was said or a couple things were said and then money kind of showed to be what the player was after. You know what I mean? He got a he got a lot of money, twenty five million guaranteed. He's young good. too, so yeah, I was gonna yeah. say he's young and he's going to a known winning organization, so a little different. But it, it it makes sense to bring these guys in because if you think about it, Cam's best years is when he had an elite tight end, when he yep. had Greg Olson, Greg Olson at his disposal, who was his best friend in the middle of the field, check down kind of guy. I mean, it makes sense to do it. It's a smart move. I mean, they're putting everything in there. They definitely don't want to go seven and nine again or nine and seven. What were they last year? Seven and nine, I thought, right? I think seven and nine, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Belichick don't hey, want to go seven and nine again. Next year, they'll go nine and eight. It's all right because there's going to be another game added to the schedule. It's all right. Hey, you might, you might be able to make the playoffs at nine and eight, especially I mean, if they keep a seventh seed in there. Right. There'll be no more, there'll be no more such thing as 500. You'll exactly. have to have one more. Yeah, that'll be interesting to watch. Uh, all right. So, but there definitely have been other moves, even though New England has been the highlight of the these past two days. Um, some other big names, which happened last night. Obviously, Drew Brees officially announced his retirement this weekend, which everybody had saw, seen that anyway, but just made it official. Nice touching video with his family. A lot of send-offs that way, so... Um, cool to see that, but like I said, everybody expected it after that game against Tampa back in January. Um, that, that became official on Sunday. Yep. Followed soon behind was the signing of Jameis and re-signing of Taysom Hill. They're multi-hundred million dollar quarterback, Owen. Don't forget that. Can you believe the language in that, though? Did you read up on that? And there's a void year or a get out year there after every year. Are all voidable. 
Every yeah. single thing is voidable. It's ba- it's basically a contract that doesn't exist. <laughs> you know, Owen, to what you just said there, we got talking about in text a couple of days ago about NFL contracts. And mm-hmm. I have studied in deep, <laughs> deep. I have been reading articles. I've been on over the cap. I have been watching YouTube videos. Bring it and on. Kind of what I've kind of come down to is other than the signing bonus and however that is written up, the first year of the contract is the only thing that actually matters. Everything after that is kind of speculation and it's kind of like an up in the air. Who has all of the basically power is the, the organization. It's not like the NBA or even baseball for that matter to where like in the NBA said player will use LeBron James. Um, he can do whatever he wants. If LeBron just immediately turns into a 40 year old and he can't play basketball anymore, he's getting that money. If Tom Brady walks out on the field for the Bucks next year and he can't throw a football, the Bucks can get out of that right away. Yeah. You know what I mean? They really yeah. can. And that's the thing that's so funny about the NFL with contracts is like, you see it all the time. And it, it takes me to like with Carson, with the Eagles, they're pretty much out of that money. Like it's just this year and now they're done. And there's like four more years left on it. You know what I mean? You see, you see that a lot where like there, cause obviously there's basically a dud contract every couple of years, but these teams can kind of weasel their way out of this. You Notoriously. Know? Yeah. The NFL owners have kind of placed themselves in a great spot over the years, with the CBAs. And also the fact that, you know, you compare it to NBA, um, five, you know, one player could make all the difference. You can make the case sometimes in the NFL, but also it's, you know, another, uh, do the math, 17 players <laughs> that are playing in the game or starting in the game that, uh, have an impact. So, the, I mean, the NBA players like good, good on them. I'm glad they're all getting their money and their guarantees and all their leverage, but the NFL players are getting just screwed over year to year when you look at it that, that way. Um, the only yeah. one, the only one recently that seems to kind of come in, come out good in the contract is Kirk Cousins. You know, because he well guaranteed is another big part of that too. Yeah, I mean, right. guaranteed money is to me that's what I look at when I see a contract. I see these giant contracts. I want to see okay, what's the guaranteed money? What's the signing bonus? Because those are the things that really matter. The, the years and the actual amount can, like you said, Jeremy, I mean, teams can get out of it a year or two into it and yep. not really have much to not much dead space with it. I mean, teams do it all the time. I mean, this year was huge with that because of the salary cap being dumped almost 20 million lower than last year. So teams had to do whatever they could to get into it and they're still doing it. Teams are still doing it. The Packers are an example who, I think I saw something earlier today that there's still five or six teams that are technically under the cap. Eagles and Packers are one Steelers, I believe are another one. And there's another team or two in there. So they're still going to have to make moves by, you know, technically tomorrow to get above the, to get above that number. So you could still see some restructures or some salary dumps, uh, things like that, which, yeah, it puts it at the mercy of the players, which has been a lot of, a lot of talk about that last 10, 15 years about how owners and teams can pretty much do whatever they want with players and players don't really have much say. So when you get guys like Deshaun Watson and things like that, who come out and try to take a stand to me, you don't get too much on them, but, but yeah, that's taking us away from where we're talking here. Let's, let's keep to the free agents. Uh, Some other big news. Um, Of course, 
we'll stick on the contract deals. Um, Aaron Jones staying in Green Bay, much too. Gotta get that one out. Gotta I, get that one out. Hey, it was big news on Sunday. I believe it was Sunday that they announced. Yes, it. that would have been one of the biggest retained retained players. Oh, yeah. Honestly, yeah, for sure, absolutely, yes. I mean, easily running back A for free agent running backs out there. A lot no. To me, I didn't see him back in Green Bay when they didn't use the franchise tag. I was like, well, he's gone. Maybe Jamal Williams. Sadly enough, Jamal Williams isn't going to be back. He said his tearful goodbye, yep. uh, which was which was touch, touching and nice. It'll be sad to see him go, but obviously exciting to keep Aaron Jones on. Him and uh, A.J. Dillon will be a nice one-two punch. And once again, I don't know if I ever saw the guaranteed money out of this, but it's a four-year, $48 million. And then a thirteen million signing bonus. So, I guess I don't know. Did anybody? Did you guys see the the details of this yet? Has that been announced or? Uh, the guarantee was nice. That's that was kind of the the way that they got him to stay for less money, technically. So, uh, obviously, there's no details. Uh, I don't actually. I don't think the details have been released on the guarantee. But um, you know, his agent. Of course, super agent Drew Rosenhaus, whatever, gets his guys paid all the time. The agency of Drew Rosenhaus. He came out and said, you know, he made it it sound like, yeah, we're doing the Packers a big favor by uh, restructuring his deal like this. In a sense, he's probably correct. But at the same time, I'm looking at the, you know, the market for for running back probably wasn't going to be very high. So there's no, nobody was going to be bidding for his services necessarily. Um, but I'm still happy to see it. It is. It's probably one of the biggest signings other than the narrative of just the Patriots signing everybody available. Um, that was one of the biggest single signings just based on how unexpected it was. It was the biggest retainment is how I would explain that. Now, like the biggest signings, it's hard to kind of pick one because New England just went wildfire on everybody. You know what I mean? Right. New England, that was the story. Yeah, that was the story of them as just, 10 people for 150 just throwing money out left and right just throwing the money bags out it's like robin hood and feeding the poor it's kind of honestly i know they did it though you know yeah i was gonna say we're rehashing the pages a little bit but it's still like this uh the god i just seen the tweet yesterday i wish i could read it again but they they basically spent as much as they spent in the first day of this offseason that they spent in the last 10 years on free agents. Yeah. Because that's just not the Patriots' M.O. Yeah. And well, it's just kind of – sh- Go ahead. ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, just- now they don't have Tom Brady. Who- yeah, but Tom, Tom was known for kind of taking cuts. You know what I mean? Like, they even paid they even paid Cam. Like, they, they're just kind of unloading it. I, I hate to say it, but it makes you wonder if Bill is kind of – feels like he's cornered in a sense where like hey i don't have this all-time quarterback i don't have these all-time you know players and it's like now he's got to load up on everybody that's bringing in because they haven't really drafted well recently either and like once tom left and then they had their whole like with covid going on last year and all their players sitting out like new england was one of the teams that was hit the hardest mm-hmm. last year you know cam was the big deal signing for them now they're double dipping on cam which 
from watching that I am athlete uh, YouTube channel, it, it goes to show a lot of the things that Cam said and was said about him, like the presence that he was in the locker room for them with the younger players and everything. It really goes to show like, hey, this actually resonates with Bill. Because like Cam was a superstar. Like, you know what I mean? Cam five years ago was probably the biggest star in the NFL, especially that MVP season. So it just goes to show like what they must actually think of him in that locker room. And the way Cam talked about Bill too, it's like, hey, let's give this guy a second chance. Because Cam explained it that he got sick or injured or whatever. I can't remember for sure. And then he missed two weeks of install before, like, the game started taking off. And he said he was so far behind the playbook and everything that he just couldn't catch up. And then he's playing catch up all year long. So now it's just a situation of, hey, this guy's been in the system for roughly a year. You know, now we're going to have an actual offseason this year or some sort of made-up offseason with COVID in the world. And then, mm-hmm. hey, let's dump in all these players for him to actually throw to. Let's like actually give him weapons and some reliability. Obviously, they lost an offensive lineman to the Chiefs, but still, it's like they're fully going in on it. I mean, that's that's big. I mean, that's big to surround Cam like that. Now it's just going to come down to Cam's health. Yep. Where I was going to say about Leonard, when you mentioned Leonard Fournette, I would imagine <laughs> if you bring Leonard Fournette in, you're done using Cam as goal line because I mean, how you've seen them use Cam as the goal line fullback a couple of times in the beginning of the year, and you're watching him take those blows, and it's like. How are you going to get multiple seasons or even a full season out of Cam with his injury history recently? As, as much like as that. as much as it is his specialty in his younger years, yep. it's just not going to fly, if you, especially if you want him in the future. Yeah, yep. lead I, your team. When he was on I Am Athlete, he made the comment he was trying to get down. I think he said thirty pounds. He was trying to get down, and he looked lean just sitting there. And it's like, man, where are you losing this weight from? You're, you're Cam's a big human. That guy's built like a fullback. You know, fullback tight end. Defensive yeah, end. He's big, but he was making oh, yeah. he was making that comment about cutting weight, and I was like, he must be going into the just the straight quarterback mold. You know, it's not so much anymore about freak athlete cam. Now it's going to be about QB cam, which will be the way. That's how he's going to get the most out of his career long term. You know, so yeah, if he wants to play another four, five, six years, yeah, he's got to turn into that because another nope. two to three years of him taking a pounding. I mean, he's he's going to be done. He just won't be able to do it. Um, right. An- another thing that we didn't mention for the Patriots, well, last thing we'll touch on the Patriots and then move on officially, um, is Matt Judon on the defense so. on the defensive <clears throat> side. Matt Judon was signed, um, you know, so they they made all these moves on the offensive side of the ball, but they did bring in one splash player, um, probably the biggest three four edge rusher out there um, in free agency, Matt Judon from Baltimore who gives them a, a legitimate weapon on the other side of Chase Vinovich. So now they got two guys, Chase and Judon, um, to help that defense, which I think is also big, who is not talked about as much just because of all the moves that have been made for Cam, but still a pretty big signing in my opinion. He, he really fits the mold of like the Patriots defense too. It's kind of like a do-it-all. I mean, obviously he's, he's a pass rusher, but he's a little bit of a do-it-all with like the run stuffing and everything you can play on the end with the Win- Winovich like that. Um, the one thing I will say that I did not really care for with the pay, with the Pat signings is, especially Bourne and Nelson, Nelly, they got paid like for their top flight years, and like even I would even say they kind of paid Judon. Maybe a couple of these guys got a little bit too much money. I think like yeah. they were kind of paying these guys for like prime years for them, you know. And it makes you wonder what the other offers were out there. Makes you wonder if the Patriots are just straight up like, hey, we got to win right now after last year, you know? Um, it's just, I don't know. Some of these guys, I think, got a little too much money. 
I agree, well, especially the receivers, because the rest of the receiver market hasn't moved an inch. It really hasn't. Um, There's and Nelson, a couple other ones, but yeah, not much. Nelson no, he Aguilar. Didn't, he didn't deserve he, that money after this year. He's a good. He was a good like mid tier like target. You know, what I mean that people were probably yeah. gonna like try to get to who has who could pop, but they weren't gonna have to pay that much to him. And especially Kendrick Bourne is like a he shouldn't get he shouldn't he's a lower no. you know C tier receiver probably. No offense to him, it's just there's just not that much stats out there for him. But now you see like guys like Kenny Galladay who are they're in their head initially they're probably thinking like wow if these guys are getting paid I'm gonna get paid. But then you think the market's moving so slow on him right now. And then you look at the draft, who is so receiver heavy in the first three Loaded. rounds. Yep. Loaded. Yeah. Guys, you know, cheap young talent. Like I'm 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 almost kind of worried for some of these guys and their money. Uh like oh, Galladay's a stud. He should get paid. Corey Davis got paid. He went to the Jets. That was one that did actually move, but yeah, there's Owen, to, to... Oh, Seth, I'll just chime in real quick. To your point there, Owen. I was listening. It was either a pot I was listening to, I was reading it. And uh, they made the comment, like, to see the way Bourne and Nelly got paid. Nelly's got, like, neither one of these guys has had 1,000 yards. Neither one of these guys has had 10, 10 touchdowns. Like, neither one of these guys has had, like, you don't think of these guys as top 25 receivers. And they got no. paid, like, probably top 15 receivers. And it's, like, every year in the draft, there's a starting receiver in the first two rounds, for sure. The first two to, if not three rounds, honestly, like look at like look at uh, Claypool that came out last year. You know what I mean? Like look at some of these guys that are coming out. There's Jalen Rager. Every, every <laughs> anyways, wow. Anyways, there's dudes that come out. There's dudes that come out every year in the first three rounds in the draft, and it's like if you're gonna go, it's almost stupid to pay a receiver. Not only just to pay a receiver, but not even like a top flight receiver. When you think of Star caliber, top 15 to 25 receivers. I don't sit here and go Nelson Aguilar. You know, I, there was a lot of Nelson Aguilar in Philadelphia. There was a lot of drops in Philadelphia, okay? Like, he had the, – the Super Bowl year for us, he was he was very good in the role he played. Uh, Vegas played him to the role he's supposed to, kind of that slot, and then sometimes send him down, down a seam. And then with Bourne, it's just like he was always like the third guy. I mean, you know, behind Kittle and everybody that they have. And they were Debo. Yeah. Dude, San Fran was literally drafting new receivers every year to replace him and some of those other guys. So it's just to see these two dudes get paid this way is kind of asinine. Cause you sit here and you think to yourself, like, you probably now you got a hit. And I mean the Patriots aren't known for hitting on receivers. So I mean maybe that's where they're doing this. But yeah, I mean great. Why not go after Galladay? Why not go after Corey Davis? Why not go after one star guy and then a Nelson Aguilar? I, it just makes you wonder if, if they're trying to fit it to a certain type of offense, you know? Well, and I was about to bring that up is because they signed two of the best tight ends in free agency. So obviously that's kind of like where they're going to be going is run heavy, heavy, physical, 12 big personnel. Offense. Yep. Yep. 12 so, personnel all day long. So, I mean, obviously they got two guys that they like enough to put out on the outside, but I don't think that's where the focus of this offense is going to be, especially if they're going after a guy like Leonard Fournette or Chris Carson, who are bigger, bulkier running backs. So kind of, yeah, it shows where their offensive mentality is. Uh, But just to go back to what you're saying, Owen, with these receivers, a couple, a couple of receivers got some big money, which I think the Jets, 
I think the Jets also have had one of some a couple of the the better signings as well. Um, they bring in Corey Davis, who I wanted Green Bay to get so bad. I would love to <laughs> to reunite with Lafleur back in Green Bay. Would have been a great opposite of Devontae, but it didn't happen. He goes to the Jets, who gives Sam Darnold another weapon or quarterback of the future? Question mark. Um, they also bring in Carl Lawson, who I think is one of the better pass rushers in this free agency market as well. So the Jets made some pretty big moves, not as, not as many, but I think they made a, two, at least in my mind, two big quality moves to help that team, both on each side of the ball. Davis on the offense, obviously, Carl Lawson on the defense as an end. With a big, with a lot of draft capital coming up. In addition, especially with the soon-to-be-made decision with Darnold, you know, could be even more aggressive. I think this could be, if you look at it, some of the moves, like Buffalo Bills, they loaded up. They got a receiver. They just announced today Emmanuel Sanders signed with Buffalo. You know, they they dropped Brown, but they bring in Sanders. Um, Miami Dolphins, they've been banking a bunch of moves. This to me, the East could be one of the most competitive divisions next year. You could have four quality teams. In my mind, well, uh, not yeah. The, none of them seem to be, you know, it remains to be seen with the Jets, obviously, but all the other ones are. Patriots could always be back in the playoffs at ten and six, you know, and then the Bills and the Dolphins made leaps and bounds this last year, and then the, the Jets could just figure out the quarterback situation and add some talent, like we assume they're going to try to. <laughs> um, yeah, it could be a very competitive decision. Two, so not in the AFC East, but kind of falls into the same category as the Jets. Jaguars, too. Uh, they, they got Marvin Jones, and then they got Shaquille um, Griffin. Griffin. I mean, yeah. those are two big – yeah, those are two big signings. Right? Griffin got paid. Like, he got paid, paid. Um, but, no, the, I mean, the Jets and the Jaguars could be two, two teams that flip real fast. You know what I mean? I mean, that's, that's two organizations where they got a lot a ton of draft capital. You're going to have a new coach in both spots, um, possibly a new quarterback in both spots. Darnold, though, I mean, if you had the weapons around, he could do real good. But it's just it's – been, it's been interesting. The AFC West as a whole, though. But I'm just, like, I'm kind of recapping all of them here. And, like, another guy that really got paid, NFC East, Leonard Williams. Like, he got paid, paid. Finally, um, by, Gi- finally by the Giants. Yep. Um, Giants also signed John Ross, you know, speedster. Um, I've seen Andy Dalton left uh, Dallas. He's in Chicago. Oh, yeah. We haven't talked about that yet, do we? Yeah. <laughs> we'll save that for um, later. Okay. Yeah, I'm just – the Bears I'm just fans flipping. on their seat. <laughs> I'm just flipping through this, and there's – I mean, there's a lot of them. Um, there's a lot of movement already, you know. There, there is. There's been know. a lot of moves – not a lot of star players. Most of them are still out there as I was talking with Owen a little bit before we started. Um, you know, I think one of the other, at least prime time positions as Owen just mentioned it, or maybe it was you um, Fitzmagic goes to Washington. Jeff, I was just going to say, are we going to talk about when are we going to talk about our favorite free agent signing and our least favorite? Well, well, we'll save that for a little bit. But okay, I just, okay, I just okay. wanted to highlight it. If you want to come back yep. to it, we can. Um, Fitzmagic goes to Washington, which I think is a good fit for him. him One year, ten, 10 mil. One year, yep. 10 mil. Um, Andy Dalton just reported today going to Chicago. All of us Packer fans are rejoicing at that signing. 
Um, they don't get Russell Wilson like we were scared to. Uh, that would have made things very interesting. I don't. Th- hey, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities. You're not bringing in Andy Dalton to sure up your quarterback position. You're bringing well, him up as a backup scenario. Here, here's what I read today: is that they reached out to and pushed hard for Russell, but Seahawks said thanks, but no thanks. Pretty much is what they you know. I've seen that too. I've seen that uh, the Bears were trying to come up with an offer that was a can't miss, can't turn down offer. And then that's how Seattle responded. Um, that's been similar to what has been going on with Houston and Carolina is these can't turn down offers. And then the opposite team just going, now nah, we're not going to do it. Um, I'll kind of stick to my guns. I don't think Russ moves this year. I think if Russ moves, it's next year. Um, but I, I mean, if somebody, if either, I don't think he moves. If, if the bears were to come at him with some wild offer of like, say Khalil Mack was in on it. You know what I mean? Cause ultimately Russell Wilson is more important to a team than Khalil Mack. Do you think that you think Seattle turns that down? I mean, I would, but I don't know. <laughs> it depends. It, I, Seth, just thinking GM brain. Yeah, I would too. Now, just thinking what is actually the relationship there between player and organization. If it is that trade, I'd move them. For Khalil Mack, hell yeah. See, here's the thing. And and draft capital. It wouldn't just be player for player swap. There'd have to be some draft capital in there as well. The the importance of a quarterback to a pass rusher, as great as Khalil Mack is, I don't think is anywhere close. Right. I mean, Russell Wilson alone can win you some games and take you to the playoffs. A guy like Khalil Mack ain't gonna do that. I mean, he no. can he can make a lot of big plays and make a you know a game-changing stop or whatever it is but he isn't going to single-handedly win you a game or win you a couple games or save your season guys like Aaron Rodgers can do Mahomes can do Wilson can do Watson can do those kind of guys I mean you don't have that many quarterbacks that are like that and to me if you're gonna get rid of Wilson you got to get a lot back for him if you even want to hint at that idea so if I'm Seattle I'm also not budging unless you're throwing I don't know, Deshaun Watson, Adam. That's probably what I would do, honestly, is just take a younger version of Wilson, in my opinion. A couple other big names that I want to throw out there as we're continuing down the free agency line as Jeremy scopes it. Uh, two big offensive linemen moved yesterday. Joe Thune to the Chiefs, who, as Owen mentioned, reset the market for guards with the amount of money that he got, which was just crazy. He got a five-year, $80 million with 32 guaranteed. So almost half of his contract is guaranteed, which is pretty good for a guard who's one of the best guards in the league, no doubt. And they cut two of their – they cut their starting tackles, and people are like, what are the Chiefs doing? They're turning into the Seahawks, just going to let Mahomes run around back there. But then they come in, sign Thuney. They still got work to do, but that's a good start. And then the Chargers, staying within the division, take – our beloved Corey Lindsley from Green Bay, who we figured would happen with the Aaron Jones signing, goes to the Chargers, goes with Brian Bulaga, helps uh, create a mini Packer line there on a five-year $62 million with, as reported here, $26 million over the first two years. So a good chunk within that first two years and then spreading it out the last couple. So two big offensive linemen, two probably the best offensive linemen in the market, gone yesterday, staying within – 
the same division, which will be interesting, but also protecting two young quarterbacks, which is obviously desperately needed for these guys. Probably so, each team's biggest need as well is just uh, fixtures on the offensive line. Now you can fill in the blanks around them. Um, Lindsley is obviously straightforward. He's going to play center. You know, that makes sense. You probably draft another one in the first couple of rounds for the, if you're the chargers, but the chiefs, um, as you said, it was, it was five year, $80 million. I just wonder because versatility was kind of t- tagged as like one of his strong skills. I just wonder if they, are they going to try to play him at tackle? Like, is that an option for I, them? You wouldn't think he played most of his career at left guard, but he played right tackle and center for the Patriots. And I mean, that's, that's tackle money. It is. You know? I mean, maybe they will, maybe they'll move him around a little bit, which is why they gave him that kind of money. So, I mean, I guess it's not out of the possibility or it's like, you know, he could be the, the second tackle. He could be, almost your swing tackle, but starting at guard kind of thing, you know, let's say a tackle goes down emergency situations. Yeah. You move him over there and you're pretty comfortable. So I could see that. I mean, who knows? They definitely still need help at offensive line. I mean, Joe Thune can't play all five positions at once really, or, or three positions, you know, I mean, maybe, no. he, maybe if he's big enough, he could play left guard and left tackle at the same time. I guess <laughs> I don't know how big he is. No, but. no, not that big. Not Mackay Beckton big. Yeah, he could do it. He's a big guy. Um, but, yeah, to, uh, to me, if we're going to jump to best signings, worst signings, um, which we don't have to, but to me, these two are probably two of my favorite signings. Just go for it. Let's go I'm for ready. it. All right. I'm all ready. Right. So, all right. So How many, how many are we given? Give a couple. Two to three tops. You know, you don't have to give the whole list. Um, so, some of my best signings that I put out there – uh, Lindsley to the Chargers that I just mentioned. I love Corey Lindsley, best center in the game, in my opinion. Was the best center last year, all pro. He deserves that money, as, like I said before, as hard as it is for him to go as a Packers fan. You knew he wasn't going to get that kind of money in Green Bay, not even close. But he goes to the Chargers, only makes that offense better, good for Herbert as well. Seth, uh, I was going to say, that's, that's one of mine for sure. You got to take care of your young quarterback. Offensive line was a little bit of an issue there. Protect them from the inside out. I mean, quarterback and center, that's a, that's a relationship. You have to have, you have, to have a very good bond there. Um, Corey Lindsley, one of the best centers in the NFL. Bringing a guy – and like you said earlier, draft a guy for sure, you know, to kind of come in behind him. Because Corey Lindsley's – 30, 30 or 31, I believe. I okay. So, I mean, offensive linemen age a little faster. You get hit in the head literally every place. So – it's something to shore it up for now, get some young guns around him. Cause I mean, any more teams tend to bring in like a guard that can roll into center after the guy leaves. That's what the Eagles are thinking about doing as well. Jason Kelsey leaves, Isaac Samalo comes in, you know, hopefully he gets your young quarterback. So, I mean, that's one of my favorite signings right there. <clears throat> yeah. So two that I already mentioned, I'm going to come back to quick is the jets move with Corey Davis and Carl Lawson. Love those picks. I'm a big Carl, um, Corey Davis fan. So maybe a little bias there, but I think he's going to be a great, he's going to obviously bona fide number one receiver for them. If I were them, I would still look at another receiver at two, or even if they're going to move down because, you know, you can't draft a receiver at two, I guess found that out a couple of weeks ago. Um, but you know, you take Corey Davis. Oh, did you get a shot? Oh, did you catch that? 
No, I missed it. You can't take a wide receiver at number two. He learned recently. Oh, so uh, I can't just let that. I can't just let that slide. Okay. <laughs> I, I was waiting for it, and I got nothing, so I moved on. But I'm glad. I, I heard it. I heard this subtle jab. I'm like, Owen got anything here? And then I just you kept going. I'm like, man, I got to stop this madness. <laughs> Anyways, Corey Davis only makes that offense better too. You give Darnold, in my opinion, you got to keep Darnold. You give him more weapons. And then you put Carl Lawson on the other side. You pair him with Quinn and Williams. Talk about a good D-line already. Just without two of those other guys, we Carl Lawson and Quinn and Williams, number one pick two years ago. I believe it was two now. Um, yep. Going to be a good you can, team. You can draft that position at the number two pick. You, you can could. go after pass rusher. Yeah, defensive line. You can do that. That's, that's a good move. <laughs> and I, good, I got good one insight. more. I got one more for you, uh, and then you can take over. Um, something we already mentioned again: Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry to the Patriots. I think just completely bolsters that offense. Gives Cam Newton, and like I mentioned before, probably two of his favorite weapons are going to be next year: Smith and Henry. Only makes that Cam Newton signing look that much better. I think. To me, the AFC East, I think, is going to be the most improved division next – or division. Yeah, division next year. And I think it's going to be very competitive because these teams up and down are all making improvements. And obviously the Jets – I mean, the, the Bills are up there and Miami is going to be up there. Oh, those are my, those next? are my favorite signings. Um, yeah, I have a couple. Um, number one that jumped out to me – I'm trying to weigh it against because like there's a lot of money being floated around for these guys, so it's hard to you know to know what's like valuable. Obviously on the on the head, but John Johnson safety going to the Cleveland Browns that was probably one of the big ones that I thought. Um, That's a good one, yeah. Browns defense pretty void after Denzel Ward and Miles Garrett. You need you need another stud somewhere, and uh, John Johnson coming in kind of a good time for a team to be signing a safety um next year i know uh is it justin simmons safety for the broncos he's going to get paid next year that's another going to be market setting deal so this is where you want to come in and get a, a rising star safety in the league so that'll be good for the browns other ones i mean we talked about a couple the other one i guess i would say it was uh dalvin tomlinson defensive tackle goes to the vikings a guy that was confirmed, Ian Rappaport, slipped in there after he got signed. Old rap sheet on Twitter goes and pokes at the Packers fans, says Packers tried to nail a deal for him the past two years. Now we get to see him twice. Couldn't get it done. Now we see him twice in the middle of that defense. Um, good player. Good player. Yeah, good player. 27. He's a Yeah, he's kind of in his prime right there. So those are some good ones uh, that I'd seen that aren't too money heavy. They aren't too risky, you know, along with these other ones. Yeah. I, so, Oh, go ahead, Seth. I was going to say Dalvin Tomlinson was another guy. I was kind of hoping the Packers would sneak in on, but then I saw the money that he got and nowhere near, but I thought it'd be a guy. He could be someone who would pair nicely along Kenny Clark on that D line, help shore that up because a lot of question marks remain on that D-line other than Kenny Clark. So he was another one that I was hoping for. A lot of these guys, I was like, ah, the Packers would be would love to see that happen. Not surprised because the Packers are still in a cap situation and they're still trying to re-sign their own guys that they have. They've tendered pretty much everybody now. Re-signed Aaron Jones, 
that should be my favorite signing of all time right now um, <laughs> of the off season. But but yeah, no good moves, good moves, smart. Seth, you made you made two points, and both of them are two of my favorites. Aaron Jones, like you just said, just simply for player and team. Um, running back is obviously something that you guys, if Aaron Jones leaves, is immediate immediate hole. Um, and then Aaron Jones just. As far as versatility at running back, he's one of the best ones, at least what he's shown in the last couple of years. So just as far as player organization fit, that's probably one of my favorite ones. And then as far as the tight end situation now in New England, huge. Um, Olin, I mean, so that's one of my favorites and also one of my least favorites is right there with New England. I love the tight ends. I hate the wide receivers simply because of the money. Simply because of the money. That's that's my problem with the past. You lean off uh... – you're leading off your least favorite, then. Moving on to the opposite side. I'm just, I'm, I'm just gonna jump in right with the Pats there because they fall okay. into both. Just that, the tight end situation, great. The wide receiver position, not as great. Um, I really like Judon, and then I really like um, Jalen Mills going there. Jalen Mills is a really good fit as far as like a uh, corner safety duo. Um, Jalen did a lot of stuff for Philly, and that's honestly what Pat like what they're gonna use him for. He'll fit in nicely with the McCordys, honestly. Like corner safety hybrid. Um, Joe Thune, huge. I mean, especially after watching the Chiefs just totally blow up their offensive line. To bring Thune in to kind of shore that up is a very, very big deal. Lindsley's another big one for everything I said before, as far as young quarterback center. That's a big deal. Um, I'm like torn on Corey Davis. I like that going all out to help. Um, Darnold, but I don't like the money to pay wide. I don't like paying wide receivers for simply everything I said before. As far as like you can get a receiver in the first, second, third round every draft. Um, the other two that I got written down as far as favorites is what the Jaguars did. I like Marvin Jones and uh, Shaq Griffin going there. Those are big for me. Um, simply off just like a personal one for me, Jalen Mills. Uh, it actually like kind of hurts my feelings that he left Philly, got him in the seventh round. Drafted him out of LSU as a safety. Malcolm Jenkins took him under his wing. Roddy McLeod did when we signed him. He turned into – we flipped him the corner right back. This year we flipped him back to safety again. New England's about to make us look really dumb as far as we didn't appreciate Jalen Mills. as Some Eagles fans did like I did, but not enough of them did, and then letting him walk like this. And he got paid a little bit, you know. Um, as far as what New England did on the defensive side of the ball, Judon, Jalen Mills, can I? Can I? Some. So I'm just following Twitter just to stay up to date. Some. Some breaking news here. Just some couple other big names I think thrown out there. Uh, Washington just signed William Jackson, the corner Ooh. out of Cincinnati. Uh, apparently, getting a three-year deal, fourteen million a year. That's big time money. Million a year. Yeah. yeah. Damn. I don't know the details. It's not out there yet. But apparently, yeah, fourteen million a year, three years which is yep. a lot of money for a cornerback who's definitely, I mean, a quality guy, but that's a lot of money. for Cornerbacks get paid anymore, though. They do. They do. And another one that is not confirmed but apparently is out there, reports, is that Washington is also close to signing Curtis Samuel. Which we that's, that's one I was surprised that hadn't hit yet because I feel like he would be a hot commodity, but that would, yep. be, that would be big for them. That would be huge. Washington making moves. You know, they, they could repeat as uh, East Champs if that happens. Sign Fitzpatrick. I mean, three years, 
42 mil, 26 guaranteed for okay. uh, William Jackson. William Jackson. Okay. So mm-hmm. close, close to that. Close. Um, to throw on to what you just said, Tyrod just went to the Texans. Um, yeah. Must be planning for Deshaun to go because, I mean, Tyrod's such a good starter. So, anyways, um, <laughs> mucho sarcasm there. So, uh, no, I, I really like everything that uh, New England did on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Davin, it's – God, sh- you guys know the, uh, the defensive God, tackle that they got? God, 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 show, God, God, God show. God, I don't know. It's like yeah. Justin Trudeau. It's like that type of, you know, the Trudeau like that. It's yeah. similar to those that uh, – Some AUS kind of Frenchy name. I'm pretty sure he's coming off a torn Achilles. Tore it early last year, if I remember right. But two years, 16 millions for a guy that's probably going to turn into starter to high end role player for their defensive line. Huge. I think everything that they did on defense is like perfect as far as when I think of New England defense. Um, But let's just just a complete, complete reload for them. Just right. right. All around. Just the amount of people they signed and on both sides of the ball. Just crazy. Um, Yeah, absolutely huge. All right. I'm going to continue with some of my not so Favorite oh, players. wait, I got one more. I got one more signing because I just thought of it when you said not so favorite. I love Jameis back to New Orleans. I love Jameis back to NOLA. I think that's huge for Jameis. Take that into not so favorable signings. I hate Taysom's deal. I hate that. But as Owen said, it's pretty much like a blank check almost. It, it doesn't even make sense. That, like, it's, a, it's a complete salary cap move. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. Yeah, you got to think as Taysom too. You got to take whatever they're going to offer you because you don't. You're like, you're a totally positionless player in the NFL, and you got to think as Taysom, do you have value anywhere else outside of Sean Payton's offense? Yeah, you know I mean, like, does True. anybody oh, else yeah. actually Taysom, value no, that? Definitely guy? not. Right, and, and you got to think if he was to throw himself on the open market, is anybody going to sign him as a quarterback at his age and everything? Probably not. No one's going to sign him as a starter for sure. Is anybody going to start him as a starting receiver or sign him as a starting receiver for any decent money? No. Anybody going to bring him as a back tight end? No. He's that guy's got no value outside of New Orleans. Yeah. No. I mean, that's why he was a journeyman player before he went to New Orleans. He was on the Packers practice squad, a um, couple other teams as well, and then kind of just floated around until he got to New Orleans, and Sean Payton fell in love with him. Yep. Um, all right. A couple of my not so favorite signings so far. Um, you touched on it, Jeremy, the Patriot wide receiver, not so much the players they signed, but because of the money they got, which is absolutely egregious to me, the amount of money they got, we've already mentioned it. They're getting top receiver money for not top receiver play. So that's questionable, but we'll see how that shakes out. They still have a lot of good signings in the other one, Tennessee, um, they're signing Bud Dupree. Once again, not so much a player that I don't like. But a guy who's getting paid for potential almost and a guy who's also coming off injuries didn't have as good of a year last year as he did in 2019 where he theoretically could have made his money then. Um, I want to jump on and pat on Tennessee. Tennessee cut a Dory Jackson, young cornerback drafted very high, then turned this around and signed journeyman Janoris Jenkins. What the hell is that? Hey, let's – Stupid. Tennessee pulled off a couple of dumb moves, I thought, but somebody's yeah. got to do it. Yep. They gave – so they gave, which, you know, taking in consideration these contracts, but they gave Bud Dupree a five-year, $85 million contract, which is a lot of money. Obviously, dumb. 
not all guaranteed. 35 is guaranteed, but that's to me, it's a lot of money for a guy who is not worth it. Who you're once again, you're paying a guy like a top player who's not playing like it. Now he's still young enough that he could develop into that. You're paying potential, but questionable because also their guy, Jadavian Clowney, is still out there in the market. Yep. Now, do they bring him back? I doubt it. Here's the thing with Dupree is I actually like, uh, I mean, I always thought Bud Dupree was a great player. Um, and in this, in a, on paper, just seeing Titan sign Bud Dupree is like, yeah, I actually, I actually think that's important for them to make sure they have a stud pass rusher. It's a role. Um, but yeah, it's just the money. And especially he came off torn ACL last year. Um, big injury to be signing a free agent off of, but you got to take the risk if you're in that much of a need, especially in just in one spot like the Titans are. So um, I don't, I don't hate it, but I get it. There, there aren't a lot of moves that I, that I absolutely hate. Um, I really, I've only got three myself. It's all, it's all, man, it's, it's all the money. And Andy it's just Dalton, the market. Just spit out Andy Dalton. I Andy mean, Dalton would be the only like, one. The only, because really? I feel for the you Chicago that, Bears fans. You guys are that low on Andy Dalton? That's that's not my other one. My so I'll let you wrap up on Andy Dalton, then I'll tell you my last one because my last I, one's a love hate. The Andy Dalton thing is only like it's just, it's just like sure they 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 say they make the aggressive pursuit for Wilson, but it's almost like uh, the Packers Stop got that. Packers got criticized for you know drafting quarterback running back last year, right? One and two, and it wasn't necessarily a bad move for the team, but it's kind of just like. In a sense, you're just you're just bumming out the fans when you do stuff like that because these are important decisions, and that's what like I mean, Bears fans. There's nothing to be happy about seeing quarterback Andy Dalton get signed, and now you have Andy Dalton and Nick Foles on your roster right now. <laughs> I mean, sure, I don't think that unless you get a good deal somewhere. I don't know. You're not you're not trading for Deshaun Watson. Like maybe you get Mac Jones in the middle of the, the first round, but that's like. That's the only thing you can maybe even have a shot in the dark. So I don't know. It's, you know, don't unless they give up fan. a lot, unless they give up a lot again to go get a quarterback, but they would have to give up a lot to get into the top 10 to get one of those four quarterbacks. Um, when they gave up a lot to go get Trubisky, which obviously didn't turn out the way they wanted it. No, they didn't. Let me, let me sneak in one, one other one that I seen too. It was 49ers resigned Jason Barrett, one of the top corners in the league last year. He only, 5.5 million for the year. I mean, that's at the top corner, 5.5 million year at the that's a, position that's of need. That's favorite move. What's that? That's one of your yeah, favorite moves. I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah, wanted to throw yeah, it. That's a good one. That's an under, no, that under move. the radar kind of move. Yeah. So I'll throw my my third. So my my least favorite moves are the Adoree Jackson, Jen, uh, Janoris Jenkins, Patriots wide receivers. And my, my last least favorite move is Fitzpatrick ending up in the NFC East. Um, especially, <laughs> especially on Washington. Washington is actually, they seem to be Riverboat Ron, man. I mean, he's, he's doing it all right right now. And I don't like that because normally you sit in the NFC East and you're like, Hey, the Eagles, you know, we're a dumpster fire right now, but normally it's like, Hey, we, we pretty much make all the right moves or most of them. Dallas seems to draft pretty well. And then New York and Washington are just shit shows. You know what I mean? Now that Ron Rivera is there, it's like, yo, these guys are making good, good quality moves. And now you've got a backup veteran quarterback that can come in at any point and win games. I, I love it if it was a different situation and it wasn't in the East against my Eagles, 
I would it would be probably my favorite move. Um, but but it's the simple fact that we got to play them twice this year. I hate it. <laughs> I absolutely hate that. It, it's a good move. I, Washington's going to be good next year. You know, Washington, I think, is going to take that division. Like I think it's um, I they've got it locked up on paper right now. I mean, the Eagles would have to do some wild things in the draft to change my mind. But uh, Washington's got this locked up pretty good. It seems like. Yeah, as of right now, yeah. Obviously, things can change. But as of right now, yes. All right. Unless we want to throw anything else there out there about all these moves, which I'm sure more, you know, more moves will come. You know, the only other thing I'd say as far as, like, good moves, the Eagles have done a pretty good job as far as running around and restructuring contracts to open up value. Um, Brandon Brooks, Kelsey, Lane Johnson, uh, Mile just to, just to bring it home, everybody. He's just bringing just, it just, home. Just to bring it home for anybody listening to this podcast for some Eagles news, you know, uh, we've, we've restructured some contracts, pushed some stuff out and loaded it. Darius, uh, Darius Slay was one of them. Um, moved some stuff around. Yeah, Mills got away. That one sucks. But we've, we've shuffled around some money to open up some cap space. And ultimately, it's a cap move to be able to bring guys in. But at the same point in time, it's to make us a competitive team this coming year. Um, I'm really hoping the Eagles go and get Hooker out of uh, Indy. Oh, yeah. I think that'd be a good fit. And Xavier Rhodes. Those are two two players I'm hoping the Eagles end up with. What do you think about, on... it, Oh, sorry. What do you think about uh, uh, Kyle Long just announced his uh, coming back from retirement? Is he actually he, a Raider, though? He set up meetings with the Raiders and the Chiefs. I just wondered if the Eagles fan would, would be requesting his services. Top guard on the market, you know, no. I don't think he fits in the Eagles because, like, we got it. We got a surefire go home with Malata. Um, Isaac Samalo is, I mean, young and not injury prone at left guard. Um, Jason Kelsey said he's coming back. We signed Jason Kelsey got a one year, I think, $14 million deal. Like we actually bumped his salary up. Brandon Brooks, we restructured his. Brandon Brooks is the best guard in the game when he's healthy. And then Lane Johnson, there was rumblings that they moved around Lane's contract, but apparently they actually didn't. So I'm overconfident with that five when healthy. Okay. Like if if there was one guy on there, Malata's got all the potential in the world, so I wouldn't replace him. If there's one guy I would replace, it would be Isaac Sayamalu. But the reason I wouldn't is because when Kelsey retires, that's who we're going to shift into center. So as much as I would like, I would love to run it back with another long brother. I would love to. There's not. I don't think there's a role for him. You know, and okay. on the offensive line, you're not you're not flipping through guys. I would like to see him go to Kansas City, get a shot at a ring. Yeah, yep. good one. I agree. Uh, j- just to end it here, and we'll keep it in Philly. Is um, the 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 Zach Ertz trade talks have, have kind of ramped up over the last day or two. Yep. Is he getting moved? Is he actually going to be moved? I have seen everything t- from um, flip him to you guys for the young tight end in a and draft compensation. I've seen send him to L.A. for Keenan Allen. I've seen send him to – there was the remnants of possibly sending him to New England. I have no idea what's going there, and I'm kind of – I'm semi-convinced he's not moving till after the draft, and we only move him if we get pits. If we don't get pits, he stays. I'm, that's kind of where I'm leaving. I don't think he gets traded. Makes, Makes sense. And Ertz, Ertz is uh, – I mean – this is this is some recency bias. Obviously, I'm not an old Eagle fan. Ertz is an all-time Eagle, man. That guy could, even after last year, he could re- retire today. He is a top-ten Eagle of all time. I don't care what anybody says. He's got mm. possibly 
he's got possibly the most important play in Eagle history when he's diving into the end zone in the Super Bowl. You know I mean, that guy, most receptions in a year, best Eagles tight end ever, all-time Eagle. It'll hurt if he leaves. I don't I, – I, I quietly want us to get Chase so we can keep her. <laughs> I'd love to see – that's a guy I'd like to see retire an Eagle. But um, I, that's what I think happens is it gets drug out into the draft and seeing who we get, and then maybe he gets flipped. But uh, if he does go somewhere else, man, I want to go. I want to see him get paired with like a Kelsey or like a. I want to see him get paired with another tight end or go send him to Tampa to chase a ring or something. But allegedly, Seth, to just this will be the last thing on the Earth's train. Allegedly, veteran quarterbacks are actually the ones going out and talking to get him. Okay. It's the older quarterbacks that are trying to get him. Is everything I've been reading in Philly news? It's all these veteran quarterbacks that want him. Because you got to think a guy that runs crisp routes and he's got good hands like Ertz, that's a good safety blanket, you know, especially as like a two tight end. I mean, imagine him and Kelsey, you know, imagine him in San Francisco, him and, you know, like yep. you, you, yeah. you got some problems there. So everybody likes a good two tight end that can catch the ball and run good routes. So I don't want to see him go. I think that if he does go, it'll probably be to a spot like that, but it'll be after the draft, I think. Yeah. I'm, I mean, and who knows by tonight, by tomorrow, it might happen. We'll see, but there's going to be a lot of other moves, obviously that'll happen in the coming days. We'll talk about that next week, of course. Um, but let's move on now to top five. We'll do our weekly top five here. Uh, it is inside linebackers. We've had uh, a couple discussions, a couple of votes. We had to bring it down to the 13th hour on, uh, on who's who's in and who's out. Um, two of those guys were Derek Thomas, Lawrence Taylor. We discussed, um, we're going to save them for next week as our edge pass rushers. However, we want to call them this week. We're strictly sticking inside whatever you want to call it because the linebacker position is so wonky these days. Um, it's hard to, wonky. It, good it's word. Hard to, good hard word. to put a true definition on what it is, but we're going to do our best today to do our top five linebackers inside linebackers four three linebackers however you want to call it um all time right now where do we want to start i say right now as i say right now as well two-thirds vote we're done Owen. sorry you <laughs> i'm in all right who would like to start them um you know what i would love to go number one um yeah i'll go number one i'll break the ice because I think one might be the hardest pick. Well, I know Owen's on the same page as me. There are a lot I'll of guys. Go, there are a lot of guys that are like right. Yeah, you can make the case, but I think. You can, I, I yeah, I think I won. Can. I'm going to go Darius Leonard. Um, okay. For a lot of different reasons. I mean, you got youth on his side. You got the fact that he can. Dude can run sideline to sideline. Like can play the entire field. Um, he can get sacks. He can get turnovers. He can pop the ball. Interceptions. Everything. He is probably the most important piece of that Colts defense. It'll, it'll be interesting to see now next year where they lose defensive coordinator and so on and so forth, all to Philadelphia, how this plays a role. But that guy's just impressive to watch because he's in on every single tackle. I mean, he gets sacks. He's not getting crazy sack numbers. He's not getting crazy interception numbers. But, for instance, his, you know, his first year in the league, 2018, 163 uh, t- uh, tackles combined. And then he's got seven sacks, two picks. That's a big rookie year. And then he comes back from that, 121, five sacks, five interceptions. Dude's, like, already solidified himself. And that's the thing is when it seems like with linebackers, you're good right away. 
it, it, once you hit the NFL, you're good right away at linebacker. I think projecting and now Darius Leonard, there's two guys to me, but Darius Leonard is number one. The other guy, whoever wants to go number two, we'll see if you follow it up with the right guy. <laughs> oh, and you want to go two? Um, uh, yes. Yes, I do. There's um, some and- old heads. Hey, there's some old heads that could fall too. And you could have gone one with one of them, but I think these two young dudes should be one and two in my opinion. All right, cool, let's huh? see where it goes. Let's see where Owen mm-hmm. goes. Okay. Um, I got one guy set in my mind that I'm taking. If Owen doesn't take him, he's for sure here. But if Owen takes him, then I got other backups. But go ahead, Owen. Number two. It's for me, uh, as a Packers fan, we've seen this guy a lot in the past couple of years. Young guy. Um, San Francisco 49ers. I'm going to go Fred Warner. Young okay, guy. You almost, you almost took me for a turn there, Owen, when you said that. Oh, well, I mean, you'll probably get – we'll get to them in the list here soon. But third – I mean, just finished his third season. Um, career he's, – he's Similar stats. Similar stats. To Darius Leonard. I think Leonard's I, I a mean, year – I mean, I would say – he doesn't get the highlight plays that Leonard say. does. In 2020, yeah, I would say. He doesn't so. get the highlight, like, sacks, interceptions, turnovers. But to do everywhere on the field. You know what I mean? Like, he exactly. the entire field. That it's these types of guys that define the modern linebacker right now. And that's a big talking point when you're talking about linebackers in the draft. Um, and then, there, I mean, there's another guy that's going to really – uh, represent this style of play, but uh, he's big dude and he runs all over the place, tackling machine, uh, haunting the dreams of running backs and quarterbacks alike. He's picking, he's picking passes off, great in coverage, not letting anything get by him. I mean, he's just a machine. Uh, it's 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 easy for me. First team up pro, by the way, both of these guys, um, and that's where I stand. Two young guys, and that's the thing. And both of these guys. The world ahead of them. They're going to own the league for years, you know. Yep, yep. He uh, he was my guy. If you weren't going to go two, I, I kind of thought you were going to flip it on me because because of what you said. Um, but uh, three don't worry. for the for the last three years, we've seen a lot of them. That's what I would say. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. I get what you're saying. Uh, he you was the Uncle number Seth one. They're dumbfounded. You did. He was the number <laughs> one uh, rated linebacker PFF grade this year. Bingo. Well, there you go. Yep. Um, Always making good plays. Yeah, exactly. So number three here, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick it to one of the old guys because I think he deserves to be on this. Of course, argument for number one still, Bobby Wagner, number three. Yep. Um, PFF grade, he was number two in the league last year. Still, Darius Leonard was three in the league last year. Uh, Eric Hendricks was three last year. Oh shoot! You know what? You're, continue. I think I got, I'm just thinking a year off. Yeah, I, he might be four. I don't know. I, I can't remember the whole list, but I those were the top three. Um, anyways, I mean, what what can you say about Bobby Wagner? He's been doing it for a long time. You know, was at the was at the end of the Legion of Boom, but was part of that just so good, and he's been doing it ever since. Is always one of the top tackling machines in the league. Has been doing it his whole career. Uh, just is an All Pro. Seems like every year he's. 30, 30 years old now, be 31 next year, and is still at the top of his game. Obviously not quite as good as he was in his younger years, but still one of the best linebackers in the league. Still just so imposing. People are still scared to go across the middle because of him. He just he can still do it all, not quite at the same level, but can still do it all. 
uh, for that Saint, um, Seahawks defense and really is the last like imposing member of that defense, which, which was, was uh, so good way back when still there, still, still thumping it. KJ Wright is a uh, free agent, so he might not be back as his partner, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, Bobby Wagner still doing it at age 31 now. So he's three, four, which I kind of just uh, spoiled my um, thing there. Four, I'm going to go Eric Hendricks, four. Ooh. Ooh. I think, um, as I just mentioned to Jeremy, uh, he was the third rated linebacker last year, PFF wise. Um, I think a little underrated, which is when you said, Owen, uh, a guy we've seen for a few years now, I was like, oh, yeah, Eric Hendricks, of course. Um, It's so good. I mean, what he does for that Vikings defense in the middle. Uh, Younger brother of uh, Michael Kendricks, correct there, Jeremy? Correct. Michael Kendricks, not a longtime Eagle, but very underrated Eagle. One of the last times the Eagles drafted a linebacker early. Yes. Probably the more talented of the two brothers. Physically, just Eric Kendricks. I mean, he put it together on the field for whatever reason. System yep. fit to there, obviously. Yep. Uh, Eric Kendricks, yeah. So back to him quickly just to wrap him up. Um, I believe Aaron Rodgers said that he's one of the reasons why that Vikings defense is so tough to play and why. Because he's so damn good in pass coverage, man. Exactly. He's honestly probably like, other than Darius Leonard, he might be the next best pass coverage linebacker in the NFL. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So. Eric Hendricks and still, you know, a little older than I thought, but still young enough. Um, I don't think he gets quite the accolades he deserves because I think he does a lot of great things for that defense. But yeah, because he's in Minnesota, he's number four. Five A goes back to Owen, correct? All right, correct. yeah. And this there is was easy, a, Owen. Owen, there was a po- easy. There was a. Hey, hey, hey. This is still a hard decision. Okay, now let me make it. <laughs> um, there was a point in time even recently that you could probably have said this guy at number one, just because of the hot streak he was on, but I'll go Devin white second year, Tampa Bay. Um, he talks one. a lot. Of, he, number one, number five, a, is that what you're saying? No. You oh, see- yeah. Yeah. No. So this is, this is my argument is through, through the playoffs. It was really him dude. Yeah. He was, it was just every single play was made by him. Uh, I don't like him as a person, but maybe it's just because I'm salty. <laughs> I'm really salty, but he's a he's just a great player. We were, and I was we were talking about this like even midseason, uh, just watching the Bucks. Like the one thing consistent about them is their linebacker core is always all over the place. So maybe his play is just uplifted by the other guy in the linebacker core in Tampa, who also could be on the list, but. Um, I'll go him. He's he's flying all over the place, dude. He's he when we talk about making plays sideline to sideline, he is probably the number one guy. He's the most modern linebacker, I would say. Also, there's two guys that come to mind when I think of like uh the best blitzers in the NFL. Derwin James is number one because it's just out of a safety, he's a he's a rocket launcher. But this guy also very successful on the blitz, 11 tackles for loss midway through the season uh he was on fire especially in the playoffs like it was it was literally just you can count on him to, to make the big play yep. so that's where i go owen i'm glad you went with devin white i thought you were going to go with levante david i thought you yep. were going to go with the other one i i love him i do i do 
and I'm not going to go with Levante David here either. Really? But I nope, okay. I'm not. I'm actually going to go with another young guy. Um, one of the most impressive things about Devin White's game is also one of the most impressive things about. There's two names that I toyed with here. Um, Which one? Huh? Which one? I I might actually throw you guys off here. I'm going to go Roquan Smith. There, uh, that's what I was saying. That's okay. what I would have done. So the reason I'm going Roquan Smith is because he kind of falls into that similar mold of Jalen uh, uh, Devin White, my bad. Yes. Um, there are dudes that they get to the ball carrier really quick. And I was just flipping through the, the stats from last year. Those guys are top five in tackles for a loss. Like, that's honestly pretty crazy to think from, like, the inside linebacker position. Now – Devin White is a lot more known for pass coverage, I'd say, than Roquan Smith. But Roquan, I mean, he's good in pass coverage. But, Owen, what you missed there is their, their tackles for loss is what's the most impressive about their game. They get to the ball carrier so quick. The and, I mean, of, they're both – go ahead. Uh, the thing I'd say about Roquan is, like, you're, I mean, you're right. You're right. Both of those guys, huge. Roquan does it in more of a – He's more of a thumper role because I think he's a bigger guy. He just, he he doesn't run as fast sideline sideline Devin short. White. Yep, they're both but. short. Devin White was kind of that safety linebacker hybrid coming out of LSU, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure yeah. he, that was. That's what yeah. I'm thinking of. Roquan though was more of just kind of the the hammer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which is funny to think because it's him and Danny Trevathan there, and Trevathan yeah. was kind. Of, I mean, I guess Trevathan kind of plays the pass rusher role as well, but the uh, passing role, but. Now, Roquan, to me, I mean, he's definitely, like you said, he's more of a sledgehammer type, but he can do it all. And, I mean, Chicago, Chicago's defense is solely built off those linebackers, those two, Danny Trevathan, Roquan, and Khalil. I mean, they're all probably one of the best linebackers at their position easily. Yeah, um, I, was, I would say even Roquan, like, the, the defense runs through him. Like, the defense is meant yes. – it, it's a Chicago staple to have your defense run through your middle linebacker, so, everything. yeah. I agree with that. So, so Roquan Smith is definitely the defense runs through him. Khalil Mack plays the role of fucking up the play. You know what I mean? Yep. Like you can't run at Khalil Mack because you know he's over there and he's going to just destroy it. He's just going to destroy that side of the ball. But then here's Ro- Roquan. He comes up, cleans it up, but he can also, sorry, Seth, fuck up the play too. You know, like <laughs> it's just, they've got multiple guys that can do that there. And it's just, that defense is, is scary just simply because of the linebackers. And the thing about it, about those two and the, the thing about for the first two guys and the last two guys here is age is on their their side. You know what I mean? They're all young guys. Yep. Um, no, but easily, easily, um, Levante David could have been mentioned here. I just would personally go with these younger guys over him myself. Um, right Levante now, was right now. Yeah. I think yeah. Levante is he's he's, he's an all timer. Like he's he's just been oh. doing it great, consistent for ten years or so. Like. He, he was holding on the fort in Tampa by himself for forever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. literally forever. It felt like it was just him. Literally 10 years. Yeah, from Nebraska. Mm-hmm. 31 years old, still doing it. It, it is pretty wild, too, because, like, linebacker is such a funny position because you could sit here and name off just, like, multiple guys that are just tackle magnets, but they don't really make plays outside. Which, honestly, I hate to do this to you guys, but that's usually bad for linebackers. They come out and they just get tackles all over the place, but they don't make plays. You know what I mean? It's just it is what it, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. It's a fair criticism. I mean, it, it's kind of shown because there's a lot of great Wisconsin linebackers, and 
really the last one was if I'm gonna get his name right, Chris Chris um Spielman. No, who is the guy for Oh no, no, not Spielman. My bad. My who bad. The guy I, I for um Chris Bo- My bad. Uh, Borman? No, the guy from uh, San Francisco. Borland. Borland. Yep. He was I mean, he was great coming out and then he retired, you know, yep. on the spot because of some injuries, but he was gonna be a great linebacker if he didn't I'm retire. Looking at- I'm looking at my all-time list, and I see Spielman, Chris, and Spielman, and I was thinking like Spielman. Because, yeah, I got two. I got Chris Spielman and uh, Willis right next to each other, <laughs> and I'm like looking at the right team. The that screwed me up. But anyways, anyways Seth, you're but, right. You're right. Yeah. Let me recap the list real quick, and then we'll give off a name or two for honorable mentions. One was Leonard. Two was Fred Warner. Three was Bobby Wagner, the only old man on the list. 5A was Devin White, and 5B was Roquan Smith. Did you just uh, straight up leave Eric Kendrick out of four? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're... I did. I did. I yeah. missed him. Eric Kendrick, four. There's, that, guy there's a Viking, Viking hate right there. Jeepers. Uh, no, we have a Viking and a pack or um, a bear in here. Right. You know what, though? You know what, though? Those are two defenses that have been very good and had very high-level yeah, right. play. And the Packers have not have – you know, they never have great linebacker play, it seems like. Um, the I guess the one guy would be, for me, would be, I mean, you already mentioned Levante David. Demario Davis, probably, New Orleans. Also an old guy. Also just Mr. Consistency. Not as fast, sideline to sideline, not the modern guy that everybody's looking for right now, but just always there. Yep. So that's who you got. Uh, you know, I had a couple guys. Um, one who is... I mean, I don't know if deserving so much, but a guy who I'm excited about is Devin Bush out of yep. with Pittsburgh. Um, you know, in the same to me, the same old as Devin White, not quite as as um, established and things like that, but has got all the potential and twitchiness to do that. Uh, another guy who I thought of, which eh, kind of Matt Milano with Buffalo. Sure, I was thinking about mentioning him as well, but um, personally, I like Tremont Edmonds better. Yeah, I mean, yeah, those two complement each other so well there, and they make that they defense do. so good. Um, so you could say either. And then the other one I just thrown out there was the two Cowboy linebackers, uh, Leighton, Leighton and Jalen. I know Jeremy just loves before, it. But... Before last year, I would have put one of them in the top six. Um, and now, based off last year, I just I don't know what happened. Yeah, <laughs> no, Cowboys no, I mean, it's fair. That's why yeah. they weren't on my list, but – yeah. They were a consideration for me. Sure. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna rip off a couple names here. So I'm gonna stick with my 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 Jaguar love. Um Joe Schobert, formerly Brown, especially his last two years, his first year in Jacksonville and his last year in Cleveland. He's a great linebacker. I was gonna say. Did you know that he was a a badger? Seth, you wanna know something? I was waiting for you to mention him because I've got his name just sitting here, right? I got him and Miles Jack right next to each other on here. I love me some Miles Jack. The thing about Miles Jack is I wonder how quickly he's going to burn out because he's got that weird knee injury. But Schobert's a guy that he's a great player. He he can do a little bit of everything. Sticking to that Badger role, his first four years, whatever it was, three, four years for the Browns, he didn't turn the ball over. But then his last year on the Browns, I think it was like three interceptions, um, three or four interceptions and five or six sacks. Yep. Something like that. And then the same thing like the next year in Jacksonville. So he's kind of coming out of that mold. Um, another guy that you got to mention is uh, Cunningham. Zach Cunningham led the league in tackles last year. Hard not to mention him. Um, 
as much as like I, I was kind of using that as like a to pick on the, the Badger linebackers is like every defense needs that one guy that just goes out there and just is in and on every tackle. You know what I mean? And normally that's your middle linebacker. I mean, middle linebacker just you just need a cleanup guy somewhere. You know, so it's hard it's hard not to to pick mm-hmm. him. You know, obviously top tackle guys last year. So uh, an easy maybe an under the radar type of name cut through is uh, what do you guys think about opted out last year, but Dante Hightower still floating around the Patriots. Roster on the edge there. Yeah. I was he's thinking not playing. Jamie Collins too. Oh yeah, he, he's not playing the edge anymore. He's he's rotated back and in inside. So that's the thing is they're so versatile though. You know what I mean? Those guys coming yeah. out of New England, they can do a look, and I, they're both Alabama guys, aren't they? Yes. I think Hightower is. Yeah, I think they both are. I can't remember for sure if Jamie Collins is, but I'm, Hightower, I'm pretty sure is. Um, a super under the radar name. This guy falls into the pass coverage role, Corey Littleton. Yeah. Um, so I kind of keep an eye on this guy because long story short, previous coworker went to high school with him um, out in San Diego. So I kind of just especially keep an eye on him. But he's the guy that falls into that role, um, played for the Raiders last year, but before that he was on the Rams. He was as important to those Rams defenses as anybody else, in my opinion. Because that dude is like, he's not going to cover your number one receiver. That's what you have Jalen Ramsey for. But he was covering the next guy at the linebacker position. And, I mean, he was super hybrid type player. I mean, you could put this guy, he could be your outside stinger. He could be your middle linebacker. He could be like a hybrid safety. You could do whatever you wanted with that guy. He kind of falls into that role of like him – Devin Bush, um, Deion Jones. I'm just kind of like flipping through the names of these guys. Shaq Thomas. You know, there's there's these guys that come out every year, and they're these super fast linebackers, or they're these big safeties, and they fall into that hybrid role. He's just kind of an under-the-radar one that doesn't get the recognition he deserves. He got paid, paid by the by the Raiders, though, if I remember right. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Him and um, – who's the other linebacker there? Another guy, not Khalil Mack. Ogletree, no, not Khalil Mack. No, not Ogletree. Uh, another in, the inside guy, um, Kiawowski, Nikki. Kia. Oh, Kwiatkowski. Oh, yeah, yeah, Bears. Yeah, Bears. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They paid him two years ago as well. Him and you could consider both of them really on this list almost, at least as honorable mentions. But yeah. All right, let's move on to all time. I would love to take number one because I think this is super easy. So I'll Should be now that we. Some. I'll take the mm-hmm. cop out, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll start it off, Ray Lewis. Of course. I mean, you think it's that obvious? I do. I, 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 yeah, I do. I really do. I really, really, really do. I think so. Yeah. All right. I'll let. Yeah. It, it might be the. It might be the Ray Lewis hate. I like. I. I just don't like that guy. Really. Sure. So, I mean, that, that's yeah. fair. I mean, yeah. I guess you. You know, I've really grown to respect this guy. You know, I don't know if I'm being fooled or whatnot, but I, I really like what, what he's done. Anyways, um, I mean, you, you know, what is there to say about Ray Lewis and obviously what he's done? A two-time defensive player of the year, obviously was part of that all-time great defense in, what, 2001 with Baltimore or 2000, whatever year it was, 2000, 2001, when they yeah, won yeah. the Super Bowl. Um, I mean, just – just he did everything you know linebackers do nowadays he was all over the field just smashing people 
just scary. Nobody wanted to go across the field back then because you could still hit players back then, early 2000s. That's the thing is like some of those ugly collisions in the early 2000s, really, they really happened with the safeties. That's where they got their name. Ray Lewis, he, he didn't let people get speed on him. He just yeah. took him out before they could even get to him. Like, yep. But he just had so much weight behind his head. So it was just insane. Um, I mean. Probably the best uh, intro dance of all time as well. I mean, who yeah, can I mean, that? The only one you can even think of. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, what else is there to say other than just whatever you think about him off the field and stuff back then, I mean, what he did on the field was just bar none above everybody else. Yep, I agree. Well, Well, you want to go too? Yeah, I kind of wanted Jeremy to go too to give – what do you think, Jeremy, too? I just just want to chime in real quick at the disrespect – that that's the only intro dance that you guys know. You guys ever heard of a guy named Brian Dawkins? Brian Dawkins, whatever. In case he played at the same time Ray Lewis, nobody cared. You guys ever heard of a guy named T.O.? He literally came out and did Lewis's dance better than Lewis. But anyways, I don't know that. I you know what, Owen? Owen, I was very prepared to go three and want- four, but I can go. I can go two. Um, okay. I mean, there will be an eagle picked in this list, so I just want to let you know you won't have to worry about having to pick an eagle in this list. I don't want to go with the eagle here. Um, I am actually going to go – I was actually prepared to go back-to-back guys that played for the same team. Um, Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, and that's messed up. So, for for sake of that, oh, wait a second, AFC or NFC? Me? Yeah. I, I mean, AFC. There's there's, there's one. Ooh. Yeah. There's I'm one name I have. Okay. Well, what do you want? Do you want me to go two then? Or do you want to see my three, four? You go two. You go two. Go ahead. I'll okay. go three, four. Now, number, number two for me is obviously the greatest name in, in, of all time in the history of the world, Dick Butkus. <laughs> 1965, 1973, Chicago Bears. Time all pro, two-time NFL Defense Player of the Year, obviously Hall of Famer. There's a reason the award goes to the best linebacker in high school, college, and the NFL each year. It's called the Butt Kiss Award. I think Seth kind of hashed that out for us a couple weeks ago during a mock draft. But just, right. just, I mean, if there was a list of meanest guys to ever play. In the NFL, probably, you know, Dick Butkus would be an easy one to put up at the top. Just a gem, dude. One of the most feared players. Got to give it to him. Yep. Yep. I hate to say it, but yeah, as a, as a, <laughs> as a bear, but you got to respect it. You got to respect it. You're right. You do. All right. Jared, All right, you screwed up. Owen, Owen screwed up my three and four because it was going to be back-to-back bears. But hey, oh. we'll back anyways. Um, okay. So... Mike Singletary, because um, I honestly think Singletary was better than Buckus. Now, the amount of fear Respect that a guy like the did, list. Come on, I, I hear you. I'll give it to you. I was gonna go. I was gonna go Singletary three, Buckus four. Myself personally, but um, you're you're good. So Singletary, he they kind of rolled it back and did it better with those guys with the Bears defense, the monsters of midway. Um, I mean he he was. 
first and second for the Bears, 11 consecutive years. Um, two-time Defensive Player of the Year award winner. The dude's got stats. He's got – they got a ring. I mean, he, he's got a little bit of everything. I mean, that is one of the most renowned defenses. I mean, that defense is definitely going to fall on every single top five list. 46 defense, 46 bear defense. I mean, they kind of revolutionized the game at that point in time. There was literal, like, positions added because they were just blitzing everybody. You know what I mean? They were, it was just send the house. Um, but, no, Mike Singletary, I, he's an easy three for me. Um, now, since Owen screwed me up because um, I was yeah. going to go back to back. Um, for number – so, this is where I, I'm just going to – I got a question first, okay? We weren't doing the pass rushing guys. Now, there's a couple of guys that come to mind here, and they also have the pass rushing statistics. Junior Seau, and then I got little dashes next to him. Ricky Junior, Jackson. I have Junior Seau on my list, so I allow it. What about Ricky Jackson? You, you would pick him here? Not here, but I'm just curious, like, because he should – honestly, I think they could both easily fall on this list. Um See, that's the thing about this linebacker list is like, all right, screw it. Just for sake. I would say for for me, like I would say Seau, but I would say Ricky Jackson. I mean, he's an all-time Saints sacks leader. He was a – I think he was a pass rusher by trade. Yeah. Yeah, He was a pass rusher from the middle linebacker, though, because they were running a 4-3. Well, that would be kind of the the Lawrence Taylor, Derek Thomas argument, right? I'll drop him. I'll drop him then. So, I'm going to go – for because this is also like an all-time favorite i'll go Derek brooks here um Ooh. another one of those defenses that Derek falls into brooks, an all-time okay. defense. yo Derek brooks i mean speaking of it kind of similar he kind of falls into a similar role i mean that tampa two defense four? you know four what's that he's four correct he's four for me yep singletary yep. three Derek brooks four i mean Derek brooks was known for his playmaking his instincts his speed on the field um they ran that 4-3. He wasn't like your strong side linebacker. He was like the weak side linebacker, the pass coverage linebacker. But, I mean, he played from 95 to 2008. Um, Hall of Famer. I mean, he's got six touchdowns in his career. Obviously, that's instincts play a role in that. Great pass rusher. I mean, there wasn't really a weakness in his game. Now, him and another guy that come to my mind, they both fall in line with Ray Lewis. So, they didn't get – actually, there's three of these guys. Derek Brooks and these other two guys, they don't get the recognition they deserve because they played around the same era as Ray Lewis, and it was all Ray Lewis, all Ray Lewis. And it, that's part of my Ray Lewis hate, honestly, and just a simple fact of I just don't like the guy. But um, <laughs> um, Derek Brooks, like I said, um, he could do it all. He just didn't get the recognition he deserved. But like, just like um, Mike Singletary, he's on an all-time top five defense. Him, Sapp, and the boys, Rondé Barber, <laughs> hell yeah, I'll take that defense for most. I would say, I mean, Derek Brooks, I obviously have a personal affinity, met, met the guy, uh, very nice guy. Sure, oh, here, here goes. Sure, tackler. So this is the thing about Derek Brooks <laughs> is that we talk about these modern guys, we talk about like their class coverage abilities, it's a big thing, it's sideline to sideline. That was Derek Brooks. Like he was like yep. at the time, he's, he was the only one excelling in like pass coverage at a, at a linebacker spot because it was the Tampa 2 defense and that was important. Nobody was really running that outside of Monty Kiffin and Tampa Bay. And Derek Brooks was the first guy to be a leader in that type of uh, linebacker play. So really set the tone for uh, a modern a modern linebacker for sure. 
So, you know, I'm surprised. I don't mind it at all because I, I may have just picked it had you not. Because you you picked Singletary, Derek Brooks, right? Correct. Uh, yep. Five, and eight. I went Derek, like I said, I went Derek Brooks because he's an all-time favorite of mine. And yeah. uh, I was a little scared he wouldn't make the list. So, and I think I, he deserves to be on this list. Okay. I, I would I would have made sure he did. Um, but now that this, I mean, just, I, I, I wanted to go one guy just because I love watching old 1950s tape. Uh, I will I will let Seth make that decision. I'll go in the 70s and 80s and the old Pittsburgh steel curtain, four Super Bowls, got the toothless smile, sitting there staring at you on the other side. It's Jack Lambert, two-time NFL defensive player of the year, eight-time All-Pro, 74-84. Dude, I just like – there's some names. You hear, you hear middle – like. You hear middle linebacker, you think Dick Buckus, you think Jack Lambert. Those are two, I mean, these other guys too, but those are like those classic names that will always, just always, they're timeless. There are some guys that Derek Brooks could be forgotten, not that he wasn't great at all. These guys, just their names and the, the weight that it carries behind them. I think these are two guys that need to be in a top five list. So I will not let Jack Lambert escape. I Owen, I appreciate that one because when you told me you were going to go back to back guys, I'm like it's Bears or Steelers. Is where I went, that's right. and then that's why I asked NFC or AFC. When you said AFC, I'm like, oh, then these guys are safe. So I was like, I'll let Owen go. And then you, you want to go? Screwed it up for me. <laughs> <laughs> there was. I just figured that. I mean, I Buckus to me, yeah, it would be second. Not to throw the list off, but and then I was thinking these other guys possibly have three. But Jack so, Lambert for not, sure. Jack Lambert for sure. Also, also did not throw the list off. But if you would have went three, four, you were going to go Lambert Ham. That was definitely part of my plan. Yeah. Okay. If you if you had picked Buckus, I could appreciate that. Seth, you're up. Um. Oh, and I'm not going to go back that far. So I guess okay. we can have that discussion <laughs> afterwards. Um, Seth, he you know, just the whole yeah, list. I'll, I'll let you do those honors. Okay. I'll let you. That's not Seth. That's not an honorable mention. But go ahead. I'm gonna go Junior Seau here at five B. Okay. Junior Seau. Um, it was tough because there's to me there's a lot of people that you could throw in this, but just uh, just what Junior Seau did in over his 20 year career, started in '90, ended in 2009, and then obviously crazy what happened afterwards. Um, but just he was he just it was so good for. A few different teams. I mean, ended in New England, but wasn't really too much there. But what he did for San Diego, of course, for all those years. What did in Miami for a couple years? But just, I mean, he he could do it all back then. I mean, he had he ended with fifty six and a half sacks, which is pretty good from the middle linebacker position. Uh, racked up almost two thousand tackles total, uh, which is pretty dang good as well. Um, you know, was a twelve time pole bowler, which is way up there six-time all pro uh was part of the 90s all team i mean he did he did it all for the chargers which was you know some of some great teams back then but never won anything of course we've talked about before but but yeah junior seo i think deserves to be on this list the late great junior seo at 5b jeremy i know you hate it but that's what it is so I'll just start off the honorable mentions real fast. Seth <laughs> just disrespected 
my franchise. So Chuck Bart Bednar, Seth, you ever heard of him? I have <laughs> heard of him, Jeremy. He's on my literally kill, literally kill the guy on the field. Is yeah, that, that's good. That's what we need to promote. <laughs> that's what you're out there to do. You're out there to take that MFers head off, Seth, and that's what he did. Man, that you that talk was about intimidating. You talk about an intimidating football player. That's it, right there. Like obviously it's old school. That's when it was like a fight on the field. Like that's an intimidating football player right there. That's if you go intimidation, boom, that's where I'd go. Now, as far as thinking like the modern era football player, it's so different on defense now. Um, I love, I I just, just to add on to that, just like uh, you picked a couple, the two guys, probably the best nicknames of all time. Uh, Mike Singletary, Samurai Mike, that's just an awesome name. And then Chuck Bidnarik, Concrete Charlie. Concrete Charlie. 1950s, Seth. you're getting called Concrete Charlie. That's a murderer right there. I mean, well, Seth. I mean, in, in multiple Seth. ways. But <laughs> also played – also the last guy to play offense and defense Two full position. time. He played center. He played center, Seth. Yep. Seth, and you did not include this guy in the list. That's your problem, hey, Seth. You had two chances, Jeremy, and you didn't do it. I know, but you, Seth, I did. But I had to stick to my guns on the list. Well, he was my he was my five. As an so, Eagles fan, I would think you'd know better than. You know what, Seth? I'll mention him on the centers list. Um, so we already did it, but that's fine. I know, I know. So here, here's my uh, here's here's just my spiel of uh, honorable mentions, and I'm just gonna rip off some of my favorite guys because I was a Ray Lewis hater. So Zach Thomas, yep. London Fletcher. And Brian Urlacher all fall into that Derek Brooks where they played the same era and they never got the recognition they deserved. London Fletcher has got over 2,000 tackles. You know, London Fletcher could do it all. And he was undersized. Zach Thomas also undersized, could do it all. Brian Urlacher is actually one of the – no one knows this, but Brian Urlacher is actually one of the most physically gifted linebackers to ever play the game. When you, he you came, I think about- it was – you talk about Henry Lewis. I hated Brian Urlacher. Absolutely hated the guy. Hated him. Why did you hate Brian Urlacher? Because I hated him. Because he played for the Bears. Exactly. Okay, I hated. That? I hated Ray Lewis because of the person. All right. So, anyways, what I'm going to say real quick about Brian Urlacher. Brian Urlacher, when he came out, I got to double check this. He came out of New Mexico. I'm pretty sure it was. Yep. So Brian Urlacher, little known fact about Brian Urlacher. That guy had a 40-inch vertical, and he ran sub 4-5. He was literally one of the most physically gifted defensive players to ever touch the field, especially at linebacker, given his size, and nobody knows that about that guy. And I'll also add, he's really got hair. Like, he's got hair. I follow him on Instagram. The dude's got hair. It's It's pretty wild. It's really weird. (laughs) So it kind of takes me back to – the Bears are known for this. We've mentioned multiple Bears linebackers on this these lists, obviously. We mentioned Rohan Smith, Khalil Mack. We mentioned Mike Singletary. I mean, you could have easily mentioned um, – shoot. the uh, No, Owen, you said him. Uh, what was his name? Isaiah. The Bear linebacker. I'm losing his name right now. Shoot. Dick Buckus? Older one. Dick Buckus. There we go. And then Erlacher. There has always been a Bears linebacker every generation. They've always got that stud inside linebacker. And then with uh, with Erlacher, you always had Lance Briggs. Now I yeah. don't think of Lance Briggs as an old time guy, but Erlacher definitely he he belongs in that recognition as like a honorable mention. But 
I mean, those three guys, I mean, just talk about physically gifted. What I would say about Zach Thomas is he fell into that, like I said earlier, that tackle, that tackling machine like that. He was that guy that just kind of ran around and knocked the guy down. Um, a couple old names. Seth, you got any You got any honorable mentions? I do. I have a couple. Go ahead, you, you're, you're on your marathon. so uh, I was. I was. The, I got excited. Just a couple to throw out there. Um, where was I here? Uh, Bobby Wagner I had on my list. A couple of recent guys I had on my list. Bobby Wagner is one. Uh, Patrick Willis. Another one of my all-time favorite players right there, Patrick Willis. Him and, and Navarro Bowman, I love those guys. And then really the only other – well, Sam Huff is also on my list. Uh, your Giants, your Giants player but way back when. And then Ray Nitschke, of course. I had to throw a Packer on there, Ray Nitschke. One of the, I was wondering one of the, if either one of you guys was going to do him, Ray Nitschke I, or Ted Hendricks. I really thought about it, but then I was like, ah, oh, they're going to call me out for my homer pick, so I didn't. I – Seth, if you would have came at me because Ted Hendricks, I played, think he played for the Packers for a year or two. If you'd have came at me with either one of those two, I would have definitely been okay with it. Ted Hendricks, six foot seven at the linebacker position back in the day. Um, yeah. Since we're rolling with Owen. Oh, here he is. The man, the myth. The man, the myth, the legend. Owen, I just read off a few of my, my honorable mentions. Sepulai. Just name them quick. I said uh, Ray Nitschke, of course. Yeah. Um, I said Sam Huff way back when, and then a couple of recent sure. guys. Um, what did I say? Patrick Willis, Bobby Wagner. Patrick Willis is a, a favorite for sure. Wish he would have been able to play a little bit more, but yeah. that is how he was the top of the line. Luke Keekley, obviously, his career cut short, but he was one yeah. of those guys that was. You know, yeah. I was going to ask you guys if you consider Luke Keekley and Patrick Willis all timers. I mean, I, I would... guess if you're going to throw Patrick Willis in there, then you should consider. Keekly as well. Yeah. I mean, it just, it's, I mean, shortened career, but five straight years of being the, the guy at linebacker, you know? So I'm super biased when it comes to Willis. I, I love that guy. He was yeah, one of my same. favorite players. I heard you mention Navarro Bowman, obviously, just a great complimentary piece. Uh, I guess the other one I would say, uh, well, obviously, I kind of uh, teased him in the back to back. Jack Ham, uh, the speed to the mean Jack Lambert. Jack Ham was the speed, big play guy on that steel curtain defense tied for third uh, in career interceptions. Yeah. Can you imagine crazy. in the seventies getting that many interceptions, you know, um, other than that, I mean, you can, you can still dial back. You said Nitschke, Ted Hendricks for the Raiders. Um, yep. Those are the guys. Yep. We're missing two all timers that are both giant. Wait, Seth, who did you say for the giants? Sam Huff. Was the Sam one Huff. Said. Yep. Harry Carson and Carl. Yes. Banks. Two absolute all-timers that played with Lawrence Taylor, who is I, the greatest linebacker. Kind of get yeah, anyways, trend by Taylor, yeah. Yep, and it was just like you know, obviously, those guys they were the they were the latter half of that defense. Obviously, he was you know, he was the guy making the the big plays with the sacks and everything, breaking a dude's leg. I mean, literally. Um, the, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick here. I'm gonna go with the old Dome Patrol defense. Y'all ever heard of that? I've heard of it. Dome Patrol defense, the early 90s, New Orleans Saints. Saints, ah. Saints. That's why I mentioned Ricky Jackson. You got Ricky Jackson, Pat Swillings, and Vaughn Johnson. R.I.P. You don't know him? You don't know him? Look up some highlights. Look up some film. Look up some stats. Them boys could hit some MFers, and they got some impressive stats. 
Ricky Jackson, he honestly, like, it's funny because they played 4-3, but they blitzed from their outside linebackers so often. But I think a big part of it was just simply the fact of how good they were at doing it. I mean, when you go back and look at Pat Swelling, I mean, he's got 10 and a half, 16 and a half, 11, 17 and a half, 13. I mean, these guys are freaks. Ricky Jackson's stats are like that. Um, Von Johnson, I mean, he was kind of their, their middle of the defense guy just playing all over the place. But, I mean, old school, New Orleans, the Dome Patrol, all-timers right there, all-timers. Yep. Little, known, little known defense because, I mean, Monsters of the Midway, the Steel Curtain, the unknown defense, the no-name defense, I mean. I mean, you, you hear these guys, but nobody knows about the Dome Patrol. That takes me back, back when I used to be a wee little lad. A grasshopper. A wee little lad. And I used to sit in the parents' living room and I would watch NFL films all freaking day on Sundays. All day. And I remember they were doing all-time defenses. And I seen that don't patrol defense pop up. And I was like, what? Ricky Jackson and these boys? Come, talk, talk to me, Seth. Talk to me. I'm ready to move on. That's what Let's I do am it. as well. I just can't believe that Seth didn't he didn't go with Chuck Baird and Eric at the end there. That's Hey, I, I, I almost want my guns. I almost, right? I almost want to redo the whole pod. I'm just, <laughs> just, just, just erase it and go back. I did, man. I did tease. I did tease that like an you eagle did. will make you the list. That was my. That was my. Fault. It was just like I just. Jinx but Lambert, in. Lambert would have been a harder emission for me. You right. know, and that was my thing is I felt Derek Brooks needed to be on the list, and that's why I wanted to say him. But I hear you. Yeah. Little did I know Seth was going to be the guy to leave them off, but whatever, whatever. Hey, you don't, don't leave me to do it. Cause I'll do junior, it. Junior say, Oh, great plan. Yeah. I mean, uh, anyway, next week we're doing outside linebackers. Or next week, I got to go Eagles. Linebacker. I got to go Eagles. Every one of my picks. Great. Can't Trent I, Cole, Brandon uh, Graham, bang, bang, done. <laughs> Brandon Graham. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Next week we're going to do outside linebackers, pass rushers, four, three ends, not four, three tackles, four, three ends. You can include on that. So any kind of person who was known as a pass rusher throughout their career, we're going to do top five Not D-tackles. Not D-tackles or nose tackles or even three, four tackles. Are we going to mention an, uh, we going to mention a man that was more known for his Eagles time in the, uh, the edge rushers? I guess it depends on who you're talking about. I guess Reggie. we'll have to wait and oh, see. Oh, get out of here. Get he out. He was a D-end. He get was out. a D-end. You're right, oh, but he's known for as a Packer, not an Eagle. So get Seth, out of here. He's known as had his best. He had his best years on the Philadelphia Eagles. You could say that, but you'd be wrong. So no, it's not wrong. He had his yeah, best statistically. You can say that, but you'd be wrong. So let's, let's, move, let's on move on to before we start fighting. <laughs> I'm start. Hey, I call it right now. I'm starting off next week. I want. The first pick at uh, all time. I want this will be entertaining. Next week will be a, a packed <laughs> list. Next week will be a packed list. It will. It will. Yeah, that's gonna it be, be. It's gonna be hard. Be tough. It will. Might have to make another round or two. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 I guess it depends. Might have Anyways, to be, it might have to be top ten A and B. Damn. Let's move on. Let's 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 break some brains, huh? Get get out of here. Sit down. Um. Jeremy's trying to spout off over here. Jeremy, can't we just celebrate the player that the one player that we can we share his his glory? You know, what I mean, I mean, we of course won a Super Bowl with man, but um, he had twenty one sacks. Great, with us. He was a great player, all time. I, I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to do it. Nope. 
anyways. You know, Philadelphia Reggie is number one all time. Green Bay Reggie is like two or three. But anyways, we'll go on. Anyways, <laughs> I, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. So that's all right. He wouldn't have made the Hall of Fame if he wouldn't went to Green Bay. Anyways, I'm That's bullshit, right Seth. And you know right it there, is. And oh. I'm done. Done. Disrespected me to Moving my face on. over a Zoom call. <laughs> Anyways, it's Owen's turn to host some Benson's Brain Busters. The OG host back in the chair. He's ready to stump us again. Hopefully not. But Owen, let, let's... Let's get some trivia going, huh? All right, Seth, let me ask you a question. Are you ready? Ready? Are you ready for some football trivia? I'm on a Tuesday night party. (laughs) Trivia. (laughs) Tuesday night. Oh, it's gold. I had to correct myself. All right, guys. Uh, how are you feeling today? Because it's been a little bit since we've had – this is kind of like the initial competition here. I mean, I've been dominating you guys since you allowed me to start playing a little bit. But, wow. I mean, now that we've came back to the actual level of competition here, what are you guys thinking? What are you guys feeling? You know, I'm feeling good because Jeremy's on a two two-week losing streak. So, I'm feeling good. Uh, sure. Feeling like Owen – or Jeremy's going to go for – oh, for three. Oh, so yeah, Ooh. feeling good. Dang. You know what? Um, I'm feeling a little rusty. Okay, but I'm ready to. I'm ready to fire off the cannons tonight. Um, Seth has been talking some mad trash to me, uh, starting with uh, not naming Chuck Bednarik, disrespecting my team, and then telling me that uh, Reggie wouldn't be a Hall of Famer without the Packers ring. Also disrespecting my team. I've had enough. So uh, let's get to the trivia. I'm going to bury this boy. Owen, let's go. <laughs> I like it. All right. Back to uh, trying to keep it more official rules maybe this time. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll play it by play by ear as we go here. But um, what are we do on this podcast? Yes. Varying levels of difficulty. You're going to get similar questions each side. And then once each of you get the same, you know, the similar question, we'll switch it. Maybe they'll be a little different, but. They'll, you know, they kind of come in pairs is what I'm trying to say. So who wants to go first? I think it's Jeremy's turn to go, sir. Yeah, we'll go we'll, we'll Jeremy first. It usually goes one of us other guys first. So let's start. Jeremy. Clock starts after I finish the question. Play the millionaire music right now, Seth, because that – There you go. That'd be good. Done that in trivia before, that, that'll make anybody forget the right answer, even if they knew it right away. <laughs> Happened to me. All right. In 2018, this NFC South quarterback became the first ever player at the position with three straight 400 plus yard games. 2018, NFC South. Quarterback first became the first ever player at the position with three straight 400 plus yard games. Wow. Just a couple years ago. 2018. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with a safe pick here. I mean, honestly, the NFC South, um, this could have easily been three of them. Yeah, that's the hard part. Yeah, I know. I'm going to go with the safe bet here, and I'm going to go recently retired Drew Brees. No, Drew Brees. Okay. This is a tough one because 
as you said, there's a few a uh, few answers you pick, and you do have to to worry about Seth on the other side for the steal. The answer, final answer, is Drew Brees. Correct. Lock it in. Jeremy says Drew Brees. That is wrong. Seth. I felt like it was a trick question. question for that matter. I felt like in, it was a trick question. In 2018, this NFC South quarterback became the first ever player at the position with three straight 400 and plus yard games. So here's where I'm getting stuck is obviously Matt Ryan was in Atlanta and he's probably the second safest pick. I'm trying to think of when Jameis as if Jameis kind of went off in 2018, obviously 2019. You know what? I'm going to go for it. I'm going Jameis. Final he's answer. not. He's not. I'm, I'm accepting the final answer. You locked it in Jameis Winston, right? Yep. We're going the 2018 NFL MVP, Matt Ryan, for Jameis Winston is wrong. It's the wrong answer. The correct answer also not Matt Ryan. The correct wow, answer is Ryan Fitzpatrick for the Tampa oh, Bay Buccaneers. No way. Wow, 400 plus yard games, three straight. Yeah, right? you're right. Wow. That is a trick question. Now, when I brought it, it up, I brought it. I had to dig it up when you asked Seth. I'm like, I'm curious as the games. But it is Fitz magic, man. Yeah. That's wild. That, that, guy it is does, that guy does it all. He, he just does it all. Well, you could what say can he, Ryan do? What can he right. do? Just two years ago, you could have said Jameis did it for the Bucks in 2019, but he wasn't even starting the year before. It's just crazy to. I know that's why I was like, that whole what, what was the what was the year that he threw for 5,000 yards? Because I was like, that's probably the that could be the year he did it. Yeah, that's like 2019. That year. Yeah, again, 2018 MVP Matt Ryan would have again been a safe bet. That's, All favorite Drew Brees. <laughs> yep, that's where my head went on. Is I'm like, shoot. I remember Cam Newton's done that twice because he did it as like a rookie or something crazy like that. Oh, like right. 4, but then I thought to myself, I'm like, Cam Newton, uh, Ryan, Matt Ryan, that's his uh, MVP season. But as I'm looking at this, Fitzpatrick, 411 yards. Deshaun, and that, was, that was the wear in Deshaun Jackson's clothes uh, streak that he had with the, the full old beard. That was when everybody changed their mind about Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's America's dad. His goofy uncle or something. Um, all right, going up next, Seth, you ready? I'm ready as I'll ever be. In 2013, this AFC North wide receiver became the first in NFL history with back-to-back 200-yard games. I don't know why I keep doing it. Let me say it again. Yeah. In 2013, this AFC North wide receiver became the first in NFL history with back-to-back 200-yard games. AFC North wide yes. receiver. Back-to-back. 200 yard games. He once again. In NFL history. I mean, obviously, I think we know who the safe pick is, but it's probably not the right one. Gosh, 2013, there were some big names then. Um, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go a wild card here just because I'm going to go Chad Johnson. Chad Ochocinco at the time for the Cincinnati Bengals locks it in. It's incorrect. Jeremy, let me repeat. 
your turn for the steal. In 2013, this AFC North wide receiver became the first in NFL history with back-to-back 200-yard games. Seth, I, so I'm not actually going to go with this guy, but I think you had – if you would have went since the, I think I would have went TJ myself. Now, I think I might be going too far back with – well, not far enough back with the team, but I am going to go with, like, basically the one-and-done Cincinnati uh, – Cleveland Browns, and I'm going to go Braylon Edwards. Cool, Braylon Edwards. <clears throat> because Jim I Edwards. think Owens come – Bro, Owen's coming at us with some wonky stuff right he now. He is. He and is right now. He really is. It's like the dude that you barely remembered on that franchise. <laughs> I'm going Cleveland Browns, Braylon Edwards. That's the year that they won the division, I'm pretty sure. Or they made the playoffs. Final answer is locked in with Braylon Edwards. Correct. Now, Take it. it's hard to be tricky, you know, when it's the first wide receiver in NFL history with back-to-back 200-yard games. Jeremy, Jeremy, okay, you guys, answer's wrong. Do we get like a sudden death? uh, Maybe, I don't know. No points, but you can throw throw one out there for either of you. Just, I'm just going to throw this out there. You guys are thinking pre-2010. Okay, wow. Both of these guys, all three of those guys. left before then? No, he didn't leave, but all three of those guys had their years before 2010. I so mean, Braylon was probably like 08, 09 then. I think 2013. I think he got drafted in 2007. It was right away, and then he kind of spun out. Um, 2013. I mean, my pick would have been Antonio Brown would probably have been my second choice. He was he was definitely rolling with the Steelers at the time. Jeremy, you got a guess? There's so many Steeler receivers. Um, I'll go Mike Wallace. Josh Gordon, receiver for the Browns. Josh Gordon. <laughs> hey, I had the right team. I you were right thinking team. right. You were thinking right. Somebody that shined, like really shined. Obviously, Brandon Edwards wasn't as good as Josh Gordon, but someone who like shined, spurted out, and then you just really didn't think about him in terms of great play on the field as much. It was more off the field stuff. You see, his uh, his team got bumped out of that new league he's playing in. <laughs> the fan, whatever. Crap, yeah. What an absolute waste of talent that guy yep. was. I hate to say it, but oh, my Lord. Yep. No, you're right. I mean, definitely. Him and Menzel, but uh, more him than Menzel for me. But anyways. Oh, for 2 for the both of us. It's a great start. Let's, let's try to level it back out here. These are these are the easy questions? Those two were uh, – we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It depends. I think they were more in the same, like – Category, you know, because yes, they were based off so, like. If those are easy, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> those were like those were flash in the pan kind of kind of people. Well, not Fitzpatrick so much, but yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Um, let's see. I'm I'm trying. Uh, that's the one. I this is the. One. Okay. All right, uh, Seth will be going first. Let me mute that. Seth, All take right. some time with this one. I'm going to run to the restroom. All right. Jeremy's just going to we'll just make a little dramatic pause here for a second. Sure. Trying to pull up some questions for you guys. Maybe I got to get back into Mickey Mouse or something. 
So no, 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 no. Owen, continue with what you got here. You had a bunch of questions that you had ready. Just, just go with it. You know, we'll see what happens. Keep Have some rolling. faith, my friend. All right. All right. Let me queue up the next round while we're waiting. You know, uh, just a little break here. I don't know if you edited it out or not, but Seth, have you filled out a bracket? You know, Owen, I have. And I wasn't going to, but then I was convinced to do one yesterday, and then I did another one today. So I have two now. Interesting. How many you got? I got, uh, I got, um, I'm entered into like five, but I've only done two. Okay. Who do you have winning? Uh, it kind of levels back out to Gonzaga and Illinois every time for me. Yeah, Gonzaga was my pick for both. Yep. Gonzaga is just by far and above. Yeah. And they're undefeated, so. Yeah. Uh, pretty rare to be undefeated going into um, the bracket, going into March Madness. So good for them. I, You know, I didn't follow college basketball too much this year. Um you know, just with everything going on, but me, me, either not so much during during the year, but uh, but I, I'll follow a little bit more now. Go yeah, ahead. me too. Big time, it's fun. All right, all right, Jeremy, we just kind of stalled and waited for you. Stalling, stalling. I did not do a bracket. I wonder if you were if you wanted to ask me that as well. I did not. Kinda. Well, good thing you didn't ask then. <laughs> yeah. One thing I—that's one thing I know I don't follow enough to put any money on or anything like that. So I always it's, avoid. It's basically that. gambling because I mean, it's all person. Luck. It's all luck. The person who picks like their their games by like colors, like orange versus purple, I'm gonna pick orange. You know, that usually does better than the person who actually tried. So, yep. and that's just kind of how it goes. Um, all right, I'm gonna have to keep looking here for a second, but while we <clears> wait. <throat> Set. Round two. All Here right. you go. This defensive player from the 2008 draft is the only player selected second overall since 2000 to win two Super Bowls. Let me repeat. This defensive player from the 2008 draft is the only player selected second overall since 2000 to win two Super Bowls. Wait, so... Out of the second overall position, he's only out of the second overall pick. So this this man, defensive player, selected in the 2008 draft, the only player since the year 2000 to win two Super Bowls. Since the year 2000. Wow. They, they were drafted in 2008, though, right? Yes. Yes. But since 2000, the only player to win two Super Bowls? The only player this century drafted second overall to I know win two who it Super is. Bowls. I know who it is. It just clicked. Bang. I know who it is. I hate that. I hate Seth, that. the pressure's on. It is. Now it is. Uh, just because I got to get it. Um, I'm, at least, I'm at least pretty damn sure I know who it is. 2008 overall. Def- Did you say position or just defense? Defense. Just defense. Just defense 2008. So we got to go way back. Um, who's won two Super Bowls? I mean, I'm 
pretty sure it's Ron, but he's the only person that I can think of, but I don't think he's even that old. Uh, uh, gosh, how much time do I have? Nine. Five seconds. Um, wow. Okay. Um, Three. Two. Uh, Von Miller. I know it's wrong, but that's the Miller. Okay. Oh, Answer gonna, is wrong. I'm going to slowly drink my beer until the time is up, and I'm going to spit out my question, okay? My answer. You can read it off to me one more time, but I know that's, I know. Okay? That's a classic who wants to be a millionaire guy where he called, he saves his lifeline for the million-dollar question just dad. to call his dad. <laughs> dad, I know this answer, but I just want you to know I'm going to be a millionaire. You like my <laughs> beer phone? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Liney's phone. All right, Owen. Owen, What's read the answer? it off to me one more time, please? This defensive this defensive player from the 2008 draft is the only player selected second overall since 2000 to win two Super Bowls. So this is going to be absolutely hilarious if it, I'm wrong. If he gets this but, wrong, he should lose a point. Just because how if, if I get if I get this wrong, it's going to be hilarious. But Seth, I'm going to give you some backstory. They did not win it on the team they were drafted on. They did not win either ring on the same team. They won them on separate teams, right, Owen? Also, the year they were drafted, if I remember the draft correctly, they were drafted right after by a player with the same last name. Why'd you say that? Go ahead. Say it. Chris Long. It's Chris Long. So Eagles here's Patriots. the thing. All here's right. the thing, so Seth. Eagles questions. It's simple for What? <laughs> here's the thing, Seth. What I was gonna do for you is I was gonna give you a bonus point if you could name the first overall pick in that same draft. Oh, my bad. So just say it. Just say it, and you get a point. Jake in my Long. heart. Jake Long. Jake Long. In my heart, you, you get a point. You give it – okay, in, in his heart, you get a point. You don't get a real yeah. point. That's messed up. Because I, I, <laughs> I, I agree. It was a good question, though. That's why I want to give it to you instead of him. You want to know but, You want to know where it hit me is I was still thinking about his brother from earlier, and that's what hit me. I was like, oh, shit, his, his brothers. You guys, somebody made the comment about his brother coming back. You know, I was still, I was still thinking of active players. Uh, I guess that was my issue. It was I was thinking of active players. Oh, eight is a while ago, though, man. Oh, eight is a exactly. That was like who, who's been around long enough to do that? That was my, that was my drafted in Miller was drafted in twelve, probably eleven or twelve. Yeah, just it's a hot minute ago. Just off the, just off the top of your head, could you name the Packers first overall or first round pick that year? Two thousand eight. Yeah. Oh eight. Offense or defense? Give us that. They didn't have a pick that year. <laughs> oh. Was that Greg Jennings? Right. Uh, no, not Greg Jennings. It would have been before that. It would have been right between uh, uh, Justin Harrell and B.J. Raji. I mean, it might have been that draft. Okay. Hopefully, you get the, you, you get know, a rebound I, on this. It was Jordy Nelson. Just, just 2008, so. second second round pick. Yep. Love it. It was worth it. Should have been a first round. Uh, Jeremy, this is your question. Now that now we got a point. We're on the board, so we can continue on this uh, journey together with some points on the board again. What's the score? One nothing. <laughs> Sheep shot. Right. Sheep shot right there. Keep Jeremy. Going. Uh, let's see if I can read this again. No second overall pick from 2013 to 2015 has made a Pro Bowl, starting with this offensive tackle in 2013. Let me repeat. Yes, please. 
no second overall pick from 2013 to 2015 has made a pro ball pro bowl starting with this offensive tackle in 2013 offensive tackle 2013 nobody's made a pro bowl from 13 to 15 at the second overall pick correct yes this person was drafted in 13 second overall pick no I don't get a hint do I as uh, much as I can give correct? you. Just, just to make sure, offensive lineman, correct? Offensive tackle. tackle. That's as much as I can give you. Okay. 2013, he was drafted. I got to name the first one, right? Uh, you got to name the yeah. 2013 second overall pick who was an offensive tackle. Has not made the Pro Bowl. Gosh. Man. Dean. Shoot. With these draft questions, right? Well, draft's gonna, coming up. True. No that's hints. True. You can't give me if they're in the league or anymore, <laughs> can you? I can't. I can't really uh, give it to no you. No hints. That's not Jeopardy style. It wouldn't be fair to Seth. I might have to give Seth a hint, just to be fair. What? What? <laughs> what? You know it's true. Uh, I, I like that mentality. Tackle. Okay, you got 10 seconds. I am going to go with, and I don't know if he was the number two pick. I don't know if he was long enough ago, but I'm going to go with the name that came to mind because of his contract, Russell Okun. Oh, Okun. Okun. Good, one. Good one. Good one. I think he falls roughly around that time, but I think he was drafted mid round. Okay. Incorrect. Seth. Number two overall pick. That's so high. You got to, you would think. Your hint is the AFC South. AFC South. Um, Might not help you. You got the Titans. Um, you got the Jags. You got the Texans. And you got the Colts. The Colts. 2013, Texans, Titans, Colts, Jags. I... Oh, and do I get another guess since now there's a hint on the board? In yep. heart. In spirit, you do. Yeah, you get a heart, you get a heart point like I did. Um, yeah, you got 10 seconds. 10 seconds. Gosh, I don't think he's around long enough, but Anthony Costanzo. Anthony Costanzo is the guess. It's a guess. That answer is wrong. Uh, the answer we are looking for, or do you want to guess? I want to guess. 2013 AFC South. AFC South offensive tackle, second overall pick. Hasn't made a Pro Bowl. Is he still – is he an active player in this league? He's an active starter, I believe. Still in the AFC South? Got to confirm. I'm gonna give you a confirmation. Um, here, let me let me roll that back. I actually think he's not currently on the team. I would yeah, be surprised. Right. He's not, on not on the team. Dwayne Brown. So he's... The answer is Luca Jokel. Oh. oh, 
the Jags. Yeah. Yeah. With the Jags. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's not known for his tenure with the Jags. He's known for being on the Chiefs. Uh, incorrect. <laughs> I mean, I, he didn't really do anything with the Jags. You know what? That's, that's the same year, if I remember right, that's the same year we took Lane. Philly. I believe I believe Eric Fisher was the first overall and Mujoku was second. Yep. Eric Fisher, obviously a much better tackle recently released. But uh yeah, that's where we went. Sorry to trip you guys I'm not, up so much. I'm not I'm not cheating. I just gotta dig up that 2013, right? Yep. I think yeah. that was the year we took draft uh took lane and the Eagles got so much heat for taking lane. You're right, Jeremy. Doing... You're right. You're yeah, right. lane went yep. four. Yep. Much, is much better tackle. Is it still one nothing, Jeremy? One nothing. <laughs> yep. Yep. I got I got I think I got a good one here for you guys. Right. Let's just let's just finish this up. Maybe maybe another round after this, but this one's a I think we need to just because I'm not on the board yet. This one's a penalty kick round, a penalty shootout round, so to speak. So 25 answers on the board. You'll okay. uh you'll rotate. Seth is losing currently, so he will go first. Worth two points since it's a uh, you know each of your question. Well, first uh, we'll go uh, out of five. Okay, so say say Jeremy gets two out of five, Seth gets three out of five. That's we'll go until we got a winner, right? Okay. But we might also go to overtime. So the question is: twenty-five players on the board. Starting with you, Seth, I'm only going to give you 15 second stops. Okay. You spit it out. Jeremy spits one out afterwards. Okay. Name the top 25 all-time most sacked quarterbacks who have played a snap in the 2000s or later. Um, David Carr. David Carr is incorrect. What? That's incorrect. Incorrect. 2000s or later. So basically 2009 or later. Are you kidding me? Just as a 2000s, <clears throat> 2000s or later. I thought that was a uh, no-brainer. Just so you're aware, it means he played a snap in the 2000s or later. He doesn't have to have had all his sacks in the 2000s or later. So time repeating, by, you, by later, do you mean before 2000? Like 90s, 80s? After 2000. Now. Just 2000 after 2000. 2000 Name, to now. You have 15 seconds starting now. Theme top 25 all-time most sacked quarterbacks who have played a snap in the 2000s or later. I'm, I'm, I'm up. Yep. Mm-hmm. I said David Carson Carr, Wentz. incorrect. Sorry. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is incorrect. Damn. I thought he would have been a good one. We're thinking all-time here. Seth, your turn. So you said top 25 all-time? All-time most so sack quarterbacks who have played a snap. All these quarterbacks have, have played in the last 20 years? Have played a snap okay, after okay. the year 2000. Um, Russell Wilson. Is correct. Russell Wilson's on the board. Jeremy. Two points. Two points. Uh, time right? I, I think I'm the only one keeping track of this real quick. Uh, no, I, I'm on it. I'm on it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to keep going, though. So I'm up next? Yep. Yes. I'm going to go Michael Vick. Michael Vick. Oh, and your audio totally went. 
but I could. I hey, here, here I'm, I'm back. I'm back. Michael Vick is incorrect. Damn. Okay. Russ, Russ, out of all four choices, uh, Russ Wilson is the only one on the board. Seth, your turn. Um. See, I have one name in mind, but he, ten seconds. He got. He retired early. Uh, you know what? Uh, Eli Manning. Eli Manning is on the board. Two for Seth. Jeremy, up to you. So, okay, I got to make sure I understand this. They've played <laughs> in the 2000s. They've played at least a snap in the 2000s or later. And they're on the top 25 list. Most sacked quarterback. Yes. Yeah. I just I can't believe David Carr's not on that list. Just how many times he got That blows my freaking mind. And that actually – because he's the most sacked quarterback of all time. Isn't he? I, I guess not. Obviously not. All right. I'm going to start going Seth's route. Tom Brady. Oh, I hope so. Tom Brady's on the list. I mean, I figured he's been around forever. So. It's two to one, Seth, right now out of, out, of, uh, out of four choices each. Seth, you get this one, you get the points. Three choices each, Owen. Good thing I'm keeping my tabs. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um, in the last 20 years, who's been around long enough to be on the list? Eli, I almost want to go as brother, but I don't know. I don't think he was five. Okay. Uh, Andrew Luck. Three. Andrew Luck, probably wrong, but that might be a safe one, Seth. Andrew Luck's not on the board. Yeah. All right. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Is not on the board. That's fucked up. So that's Steph, fucked up. <laughs> now, <laughs> Steph, now you get you get this right, you get the points. Now to, to correct myself. This is the last guess. If Seth gets it right, but he guessed just first. Quick pause, Jeremy. If he he'll have three, and you only you can only have two, oh, so you get it right. There's only two more guesses. Unless you tie it. So, Seth, up to you. Okay. Top 25 all-time most sacked quarterbacks who have played a snap after the year has hit 2,000. I got another name already. Shush. Um, you got seven seconds. Seven seconds on the board. Yeah. Um, Two. Okay, wait. One. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is on the board. Hey. Seth gets the points. You're Seth's not gonna give points. me. Let me. Let me. Let you, me get. Give me. Give yeah, me one can, more. You can throw a. You can throw a name out, but Seth's got the points. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. He's on the board. Oh, okay. Go, go one more each. Go one more each. Since we both <laughs> just got one in a row. Bang bang. Seth's got the points, but you can keep going. What does that say? I'm. I'm one down. You got here. Then bang bang. Then bang bang. I'm one down. Give us one You're more. You're two down. Please. You're two down. No, it's yeah. three to two right now. It's three to two. But that was out of five. So, but that was out of five. So, <laughs> Seth, you, you can go. Opportunity to keep going. You can keep throwing. You can keep throw guesses. Keep throwing guesses. Stop. Um, I mean, quarterbacks who played a while. Alex Smith. We just yes. We just Alex Smith down. is on the board. Jeremy, go ahead. Big Ben. Big Ben's on the board. Number number two most sacked quarterback. Was Phillip played Rivers. a snap in 2000s. Philip Rivers is the seventh. 
For eighth. Eighth, have my we, apologies. Have, Aaron we, Rodgers. have we named number one yet? No. Tom Brady's really? third. Drew Brees. Drew, Drew Brees is number 11. Eli Manning's 12. Number one. Wow. Um, so if we see once we started just going with dudes that have played forever, we're just bang, 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 bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that was the once key. Once he said Eli, key. once once he said Eli, I'm like, okay, it's not. That's scrambling. the key here. Uh, who's number one? Give us a hint. I mean, no, Seth. don't give us a don't give us a hint. Seth, come on. Oh. You only got oh. two of the top. You only got two of the top five. Oh, right? I got it. Can I get the points if I name him? No, no, Seth. It's your t- just take <gasps> Just throw a guess, dude. Come on, I'm gonna have to reveal him. No, oh, and I know Jeremy, it. Don't say, say it. it. Say it, Jeremy. Go ahead, say it. Do I get the points? No. no. <laughs> is it Matt Stafford? Matt Stafford is like 21st all time. Wow. Where, where, where are we missing here? Um, Carson I mean, Palmer. Carson Palmer is 23rd. All right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Again, I, again, the Fitzpatrick, clarification. Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. No, he can't. It can't be that. No. Clarification was, remember, the clarification was that their sacks didn't have to come after the 2000s. Only a snap that they have played. So just most all-time sacked quarterbacks. Is it Brett Favre? Yes, is number one. Number one, Brett You know, I thought about him, but I'm like, I don't know if he played enough in the 2000s. Well, I, you're right. Actually, the clear- it didn't. It didn't. Yeah, it didn't mention. It didn't matter. It didn't, I, I was trying to think of somebody like that, but Favre didn't come to my head. Um, I just around it. Out. I, I did think about him, but I'm like, he didn't play enough in the 2000s, and then some, we said that. Some names. Some names that you'll be like, duh, and some names that'll surprise you. Surprised that Peyton Manning wasn't on the board, but he was always, always well protected. Um. Favre, Roethlisberger, Brady, top three. After that is Randall Cunningham, Drew Bledsoe, really? Warren Moon, Aaron Rodgers, Philip Rivers, Vinny Testaverde, Alex wow. Smith, Drew Brees, Eli Manning, Donovan McNabb, Mark Brunel, Chris Chandler, who I don't even know who that is. Chris uh, Chandler played for, for the Falcons. Falcons. Yep. There you go. Back in the Super Before Bowl. Vic. Okay. You've only named off three guys that are scramblers, Brunel, McNabb, and Cunningham. That's it. Matt. Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson, Joe Flacco, Jim Harbaugh, Matt Hasselbeck, Matt Stafford, Jeff George, Carson Palmer, Kerry Collins, and Steve Burline. See, when you said 2000, instantly my mind cut off at 2000. I only thought about quarterbacks from 2000 to now. That's it's, it. it's tough. It's toughly worded that's, question. That's it was fun. When my mind stayed. I mean, I apologize. Peyton Manning was 98, but, I mean, most of his career was in the 2000s. So, so who's getting sure. a point? I do. Seth is getting two points. I, I said two. Number- two points? <laughs> yeah. Two points? I thought he said, he said it at the beginning. He said it at the beginning. I, cl- I did. He did. Uh, let's see you if can, we can get some can more here. Re-listen to it for proof. I'm sick. Two points for that. Multiple choice gets you two points, Benson. Hey, Jesus. I also have to say the number one person. You didn't. After 15 guesses. Each. Hey. <laughs> all right. What's the what's the Spitball score? 30 names and Seth gets the all-timer. <laughs> what's the score right now? Do we have a, a we have a total score? You won because you're cheating. All right. Is he sliding you money on? Is he sliding you money? Is that what this is? Venmo. 
Venmo. Oh, and I'll Venmo you some money if you give me two. You'd love that. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, you guys want got one, one, one more round. each? One more. One more round. It's kind of it's kind of a it's a it's a it's a two answered <laughs> question. It's a double answered question. Okay. One get if you Seth, you get one answer. Jeremy, you get one answer. Then Jeremy gets another answer. Seth gets another answer. Right. We'll do that until both answers have been picked. And I'm not sure that both answers will be picked. We'll see if you remember 2007. Okay. Seth or Jeremy goes first. Sorry. I wanted to clarify that. Jeremy does go first. In 2007 and 2008, Buffalo started these Conference USA and Pac 10 quarterbacks prior to Ryan Fitzpatrick's arrival. Name one. I know this. I know this. I know this. Oh, God, I know it, too. I'm thinking of his face right now, but I can't think of his yep. name. Yep. Buffalo Bills quarterbacks in 2007 and 2008, just before Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm going uh, to be so mad when you tell me the names. I See, can I'm, think of his face, but I can't think I'm, of the one. I'm name. hoping some. I'm hoping one name will come up. I have a name in my head. I don't think it's right, but I, I have it. If Jeremy runs out of time, I'll say it. So, God damn, I can think of his face because he made the Pro Bowl, I'm pretty sure, but I can't think of his name. Seth, I might have just gave you a hint there. Uh, what the hell is his name? That's the guy I'm thinking of. All right, Owen, I'm going to spitball a different name that I think was there. So what am I trying to name right now? Just one of the two? Just one of the two quarterbacks. That One of the two previous quarterbacks before Ryan Fitzpatrick in Buffalo. Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe is wrong. Okay. The other one I know, I can see his face in my head, but I just can't think of his name can't right think now. Of him, can't pull the name. It's a tough, it's tough name. I can't. I, I, just watched, I just watched a quarterback competition with him in it, I'm pretty sure. Like just the other day. This is actually kind of messing with me. <laughs> Seth, it is you. I'm pretty way. sure. All right, I, I've got a name for you. Uh, <clears throat> Kelly Holcomb. Kelly Holcomb's an interesting name. Uh, not what I'm looking for. All right. All right. So we're still I, on I this can, one. Right? I can picture the one quarterback. I feel like I remember pictures. He had two of the little sleeve, the little bands around his elbows area. If I remember correctly, I don't know why, but that's what's in my head. Um. Yeah. What do you? Th- uh, I I can't think of a good hint. What year did you say? Two thousand seven and two thousand eight. Oh eight. Yep. Okay. I just looked up Kelly Holcomb because I was curious. He played for Buffalo in two thousand five. Yeah. He's Browns cheating. right Look after. This guy cheating. Look at this guy cheating. I, it could be. It could come Sicko. up. Sicko. I just looked up the one player because I wanted. That's to fair. Know. That's fair. That's fair. Because he did play for Buffalo, but just the wrong year. I can Owen. I can get uh, I can get some hint. other. Throw okay. us a hint. Just just a quick hint. Um, first letters of the last names. How about that? What'd you say? First letters of the last names. Ooh, that might give it away. All right. One is L. One is E. One is L. One is E. <laughs> oh man, I think it's, it's to do what I'm thinking of. It's torture. I know these. You see these names. If you don't, if you didn't. If you can't pick them in one round, I'm not sure if you'll be able to pull them until you hear it and you're like, oh, I'll remember that forever. You know? One is L, one is E. E. 
I don't know. Nope, I don't know. Hell. Um, they were a flash in the – one of them was wasn't, – wasn't one like a first or second round quarterback pick? Maybe not. I couldn't tell you that. We lost Jeremy. He's so upset. No, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait. I was checking my, my uh, percentage here on my table. We'll, we'll, grab, we'll, we'll grab another question after that. Okay. So I'll oh, just give oh, you the answer. Oh, 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 oh. Trent? Yes. Yep. To tie it up? Does he have it? Oh, that that sounds right. Yes. I, I, I kind of want you to get it just to get it, but I don't. Owen, fuck. It's Trent something, right? I don't, know. I don't know what you want me to give you. I really don't. Uh, you're right. You're right. And I want to take it from you now. Did you just remember, search it, son? You sicko? No, remember, no, remember, remember L and E are the last initials. Um, j- just uh, Edwards, just to right? throw this out there. Yes, Trent Edwards. Yep. Uh, Trent Edwards. Jamal Williams is signed with the Detroit Lions. Oh, damn. Okay. Matter. That doesn't matter because I just got a point. They had one or two. Wait, Jeremy, that- Jeremy gets one point. Jeremy gets one point. Trent Edwards, I remember him. Yep. Seth, Wasn't if you like get a first round pick, I feel like he was a first round pick. The other he one's an L. The other one's an L. I don't know that. Yeah. Okay. The, you want to know something? The name that I was thinking of is actually is- the wrong name, but he reminded me of Trent Edwards. Yeah. I'm okay. not going to say the guy though. Seth, if you have a long shot at, at the at the L, um, no. Give me the first one. Just give me the first. I was going to say, give, give us the first name letter, and I'll try to guess at it, too. J. Jake Locker? No, 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 no. 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 Um, the point will only go to Seth. The extra point will only go to Seth, just for J even and rounds. L. J and L. For even rounds. Um, for even rounds, because you guys would have even choices. J- Jordan Love. I got nothing for that. Seth, did Jeremy, any idea? Do I get a point? No. I don't care. <laughs> J- it's JP Lossman. JP Lossman. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Is it final Jeopardy? We're tied up, right? Yeah. It, it is tied. It is tied. You guys are you guys I, are torturing I just, me. I just got cheated. I don't know about cheating. You guys had get even cheated. answers. I'm up two, I'm up two one right now. It was always it was only supposed to – you guys were only supposed to have two guesses each. I gave you guys three guesses each. I did do that for you. For what? The quarterback sacks? No, for this one. Oh, so yeah. Seth's got two points. Sick. You're sick, Owen. <laughs> you just can't – you can't accept. For, for, any, for any listeners out there, just understand that on a multiple choice, Mr. Seth over here got two points. And just pulling out Trent Edwards out of multiple the choice. Might I add that the question was equal to two questions. The two questions that were being asked, one individually to each of you, were combined, and you guys went now, penalty shootout back and forth, which you then lost. Two I points. should have got at least a point though, because I guessed one less than him. Why would you get at least a point? Because you, it was a double or nothing question. For all, for all the reason that he got that second point, second you cheated me. You know you did. Is he well, he didn't get a point. I'm pointing on this at one. him because he's on the top corner on my screen. Seth, you cheated me. He's in my know. top Anyways. corner too. All uh, right, I think I think he's I in think my top corner too. All right, 
Who wants this first one for Final Jeopardy? JP freaking uh, lost me. Man, are, are, are we going to do a Final Jeopardy style? It's a no, no, we're not. It's just okay. one question each. If it ties up, we'll do one Let more. Let Jeremy go first because he'll probably feel cheated. Jeremy, here you go. I just offered it to Seth first. But anyways, whatever. <laughs> They're cheating me all over the board. Whatever, I'll go. Jeremy, here you go. The 2009 season was the last time a quarterback from the AFC South led the NFL in passing yards. Who was it? Let me repeat. The 2009 season was the last time a quarterback from the AFC South led the NFL in passing yards. Who was it? AFC South. Oh, oh, my bad. AFC South. AFC South. 2009 AFC South. Yep. Last time a quarterback led the – League, you said, in passing led yards? the league, led the NFL in passing yards. Yeah. 2009 season, AFC South led the NFL in passing yards. That was the last Am time. Am I cheating if I just pull up the division so I can look at the logo? No, yes, that's cheating. Cheating. Now who's just, cheating? Now I just want to look at the logos. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should know NFL. who's in the. You a reminder: you got 20 seconds. Just name the teams out loud. It'll help you. There's something about looking at the logos, Broncos. AFC South, Jeremy. South. Wow. I'm see, this is my trouble right here. You want me to give them to you? Houston, so Texans. Yep. Jags. Titans. Colts. Okay. AFC South. Now, now you got 20 seconds. 2009 season. Last time a quarterback from the AFC South led the NFL in passing yards. 2009. 15 seconds. Man. Who the hell were the quarterbacks, quarterbacks even then? Who were those quarterbacks in that division? Five seconds. Five seconds. Four, three, two, one. Got a name? I'll give you a name. Name. Here he comes. Okay. Not a bad guess. Not, no, I mean, it was quarterback, though. So. It's <laughs> a quarterback, but. <laughs> from from I, he was play, he played for the Titans or the or the. Colts he did play for the Titans. I did a little bit. Them. A little bit. A little bit. Seth, your turn. Yep, Same um, question. I'm gonna just go right away. Peyton Manning. Quarterback was Matt Schaub of the Texans. He was number two. I I thought of him, but I'm like Peyton Manning was still with the Colts then, right? Yeah. He might have been injured at the time. I knew it was the Texans for some reason. I just could not pull a name out. Matt Schaub, I, I thought knew- about, but I'm like, oh, Peyton Manning. It's got to be Peyton Manning. But- okay, Seth. All right. If I get this right, do I win? I guess you win for the for the week. And then okay. Jeremy has a chance to steal to also win. If nobody gets it, I'll give you one more question as a final Jeopardy. All right. The 2004 season was the last time a running back from the AFC East led the NFL in rushing yards. Who was it? AFC East, 2004. Correct. Hey, Seth. Hey, Seth, you better get this right. Because I know it. I hate when when you or Owen do that. I hate that. All right, AFC East. You got the Patriots. Got you got the 25 Jets. seconds. Wow, Patriots, Jets, Bills, and Dolphins. All had good running backs then. 
Corey Dillon was probably on the Bengals, though. 15? Wow. Um, Curtis Martin, I think, retired. Who the heck was with the Jets in the middle there? Man, Forte was still five. Five seconds. Um, Ricky Williams with the Dolphins. Three. Final answer? Yeah. Ricky Williams. Okay. Wrong. Jeremy, you want the question again? He's going to chug his beer and see. The 2004 Actually, I think I might have screwed this one up. I might have been too confident. but I think The I 2004 season was the last time a running back from the AFC East led the NFL in rushing yards. Who was it? Corey Dillon, right? Final answer? I don't yeah. think he was you with want? the Pats then. Yeah, he was because he played the Eagles in the Super Bowl, I'm pretty sure. He's locking it in. Corey Dillon is incorrect. Seth, you're going to be kicking yourself. It was Curtis Martin. Oh, gosh. I was like, but he probably retired by that time. But obviously not. I actually kind of felt bad. I thought that was an easier one that I'd let Seth have. And I thought Jeremy was going to be mad at me. Owen, I'm not going to lie. I was sitting here, and in my head, I thought you said NFC. And I totally screwed that up right from the jump. That's why I was so confident. And I was like, nope, I'm wrong. What would you say (laughs) NFC? Well, I had the year wrong too because you said 2004, right? Not 2014. Yeah, yeah I, I screwed that whole thing up. All right. All right last question. Gonna have to get we you. We got to get one. a winner. We got to get a winner. We got to do it. We got to do it. It's too important. The stakes are too high for you guys at two to two for the week. I have to do you a solid, give you some closure. Um, after, you know, an intense bonus penalty kick round. Ah, man. There's some good ones. There's some good ones. Uh, I don't know if that one we got. Okay. This final Jeopardy? Yep. Hands up. Right? Hands are going to be up. I'm going to give you the question. And then when you think you got it, you just turn them to the thumbs up. Okay? So see if this goes right. You, you can bat it around out loud if you want for, for some good radio. But uh, thumbs up, that will be the first one to have the answer. Okay. Here we go. Final Jeopardy. Hands up. Thumbs up when you got it right or when you got one. This Iowa offensive tackle was a sure thing in the second overall pick by the Oakland Raiders after Eli Manning in 2000. Four. Let me repeat. This Iowa offensive tackle was a sure thing in the second overall pick by the Oakland Raiders. I have after, his first name. After Eli I Manning in 2004. I can't think of his last name. I have his first name. Oh. Are those thumbs up, Jeremy? Okay. All right. All right. Just I, I, I'm fairly – it's got to be this guy because I he was oh, big, big, big time, big name. I have his it. first you, name. I have if you, mi- if you miss it, if you miss it, you don't get the answer again until Jeremy gets the answer. I'm going to be so mad. Again. Offensive tackle. Yep. It's supposed to be a sure thing. Heavy yep. combine prospect, did insane numbers all over the board. 
long hair. Stop, Owen. Stop. His nickname. No. See, I know his first name. I could give his you a half a point. His nickname. I'll wait, I'll wait till Jeremy. Jeremy's in trouble right now. <laughs> his 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 nickname was the Undertaker. <laughs> See, nickname I, the I, Undertaker. La okay, ready? Last name initial. Okay. First name initial Don't. is R. See, you I, I knew that. Yeah, I knew that. Yep. Last name is a word in the English dictionary. Last initial of the last name, really? Yes. Okay. It, no, oh well, the last the initial of the last name. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry. Is G. His initials are RG. Okay. Seth, you got it. Robert Gallery. That's his name. Yep, that's it. Good games. I we really had to fight to get the get the final out. Yeah. I I knew it. Robert. I knew Robert right away. It popped right in my head, and I could not think of his last name. See, I'm the one that wanted to leave this this at nine thirty, and here we are at eleven. Jeremy's the one that's checked out. He's lost. He's yeah. lost all the time. He's ready to get out of here. That was a good. I had, a Hershey, I had a Hershey kiss thrown at me from the kitchen. I've seen that. Zoom by my face. I've seen that. <laughs> I don't know if it's me that's checked out or if it's the the did wife you, in the house that's checked out. <laughs> did you did you have did you have Robert Gallery on the mind? I did not. I literally was not pulling anything when uh you said Eli Manny draft, I was locked into Philip Rivers for some reason. I'm saying yeah. like, man. Roethlisberger was, was shortly after. Yeah. Yep. No, I as soon as you said it, because he only lasted a couple years, and then he yep. went out pretty much. Gallery, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say he was with the Raiders for like four years, and then I think he went to the Seahawks for a little bit, if I remember. Yeah, right. he went right. to some place. Yeah, didn't last long. Never remember it, when he said Iowa. My first thought was Brian Belaga, but then he said two thousand four. So, I heard Iowa. When I was thinking of modern linemen. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's hard not to. All right, Jeremy, I was right. Jeremy went 0 for 3. No, he's 0 for 3. Seth, I need to explain something to you. You got two points for a multiple guess, multiple choice question. Yeah, because I think that you had one less. That you got one less right. He got three. Multiple you got two. points are not. Multiple choice questions are not worth two points, is my point. Yeah, they I can be. It, it is if they're equally worth, like, to both of you. If I would have gave him one multiple choice and you not a multiple choice, like you did to me, you did that to me last week. You gave him like a 50-50 and I didn't get a chance to steal it. Because you, want it was me to come back? you know what? As soon as we get off this pod, I'm going deep in the weeds. Football questions for next week. I would week. love that. I would love that. So are I'm you telling me you're, you're, you're going to host next week? I'm hosting. I keep right. on because you said, that, you said that a couple weeks ago and then I was so, like, hey – and I did host. You and did. I did host. All right. All right. Next I'm week. Sick again. You want to know something? I, I love hosting. I'm sick of getting hosed. Okay. Should be two to two right now. But Seth cheated. I'm sick of it. 
Hey. I don't know. What do you want me to give you? You want me to give you all Eagles questions? Is that how it has to no. go? No, it should be 2-2 right now. I no even gave you, I gave you an Eagles question. You got the Eagles question. There was no Packers questions today. My, my problem is his multiple choice question being worth two points. <laughs> it was worth problem. two points to you as well. But it was worth equal points. It should have been worth one. It should have been worth one. Do you know what the only question we got asked tonight that should have been worth two qu- two points is Trent Edwards and JP Lawson. That should have been worth two. It was worth two points, but nobody got the second one. Sets you cheated again. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you know, just like Tom Brady, I cheat to win. <laughs> the difference between you and Tom is Tom is the GOAT. Never. Not on this podcast. <laughs> Nah, he is. He is. Two-thirds of this podcast voted him as the GOAT set. You know, I don't know about that. Owen said pretty close to the pretty close to the edges. So all right. Owen. Where... Hey. Hey, what do you want from me? What do you want from me? State it from want, start. I either want you to say that he's the GOAT or I want Seth to have two points and this be a tie. Okay. Give me one or the other. Can't do it. Well, yeah, Tom Brady, Tom Brady is a goat. Yeah, it's all, yeah. There you go, two thirds of the pod. There we go, Seth. That's all right. I'll, I'll stay. <laughs> I'll stand on my hill and I'll die on it. I ain't ever leaving. All so, right. Some people are born wrong and some people die wrong. That's all right. As long as I know I'm right, that's all that matters. You know what, Ryan? You know what, Ryan Clark came out with his top five quarterbacks of all time today. He said Tom Brady was number one. Joe Montana number two. You want to know who he said number three was? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he did. He said that. You want me to tell you something? Ryan Clark. Yeah, he also had athlete, Patrick Mahomes. Like. He had Patrick Mahomes as five. So yeah, it's true. Yeah. I don't remember who he had for. Uh, Someone more recent. I think it was Peyton Manning, wasn't it? I think it Peyton Manning. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember back Anyways. in the day when everybody thought like knew Peyton was better than Tom? And now it's really turned. I mean, it's not really turned, but okay. Um It's not. It's not so he's, ups, he's upset. I, I told him. I gave him steps right from the jump street. Yep. He didn't. Somebody he doesn't want to accept it. Somebody close out this pod. I can't have this rub. I can't have my nose rubbed in this anymore. <laughs> All right. Let's close it up here. Next week, we'll come back at you, of course, with some more news. I'm sure a lot of uh, signings. I'm sure some trades. Maybe come at you a little draft talk. Um, but yeah, next week, Jeremy's hosting, so he can't throw any fits about losing again. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens next week is edge pass rushers as well. Correct. Yep. Yes. All right. That's well, going to be a rough list. That's that will be a yeah. rough list. Be that, that'll list. be interesting. All right. Well, as we like to end it, boys, where are we going? Adios. 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 Adios.